When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Jay Scott from the Hook Rocks, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast, the ultimate KISS podcast. All the information you need, you got the passion, you got the discussion, and you got Tom and Zeus. Check them out. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Shout It Out Loudcast. Don't turn your radio dial. If you need some dirty work done, then you're in the right place. Because the Album Review Crew is back with episode 16. We're calling this one, It's Not You That I Get Off On, It's Her. Tommy, Zeus, how are you? What's up, boys? Another good one here. Uh, Thank you for the wonderful intro, Sonny, as always. Zeus, what's up, everybody? Uh, great to be here, guys. Uh, ready to get this one started. Yay, <laughs> yes, team. Me too. Go, Let's team. Hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> Wonder Twins activate. <laughs> I will tell you this before we get started. I got to say, Sonny, this pick, I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of comments on this pick, and you're going to hear them. I do, Lizzie, too. Lizzie, if you're listening, I apologize for all of Zeus's comments. She's going to be like, why do I feel like violated with this episode? This episode's going to like spontaneously go through the air. And she's going to be like, who are these mental fucking hands all over me? Yep. That's oh, us. This is going to get bad. I like it. Bad. Have we even, once again, have we even said what we're doing? Well, so the title on the episode wasn't enough? I know. I say the same thing all the time, too. <laughs> We're talking about the sexiest person we've ever discussed on this show. We're doing a wait. We're, do, we're doing another Winger album. No, we're doing Tony Musalem. Oh my and his God. Most handsome poses because he, he has a habit of putting up these new poses of his. He he needs to get on a stage because I, I need to stop seeing him put poses of himself on a stage. He needs to just be on a stage and perform. And thank him for the intro music while we're complimenting on his handsome pictures of when he looked like Marty Friedman from, uh, I think it's Megadeth with that long fro-do that he had going. Oh, oh, that was a while back. Yeah, that was a while back. That was a while back. <laughs> Tony in the long hair, Tony. It's uh, almost like a separate person, it seems like to me. I can't, you know, that, that must be like a long, long, what do you call it, twin brother or something, because I just can't picture Tony with long hair. No, I know. Even the long hair can't hide that ugliness. (laughs) (laughs) He is the the handsomest person on this podcast we've ever had. Well, I don't know. We did have a couple other people 
but we won't we won't we won't mention anybody's names. We had a couple crypt keepers on this one. Oh my Jesus Christ. See what happened, Sonny? I didn't say nothing. But no, this is a big episode because this is by far the most recent album we're doing, and it's a first for the album review crew, our first female artist, female fronted band. And after the complaints we're going to get, the last time we have female artists. No way. Hell no. No. Sonny has broken down the barriers of time and gender here because now we can, you know, do some kind of modern modern albums. You got to love that. Modern albums, recent albums. It's 12 years old. Dude, that's (laughs) we just did Yngwie Malmsteen from 80 years ago last month. (laughs) (laughs) But as usual, we go back to the previous episode. So speak of the devil. What did we do last time? It was Tom's choice. And Tom picked Ingve Malmsteen's Odyssey. Am I saying it correctly? I've heard so many different people say his last name. I've Malmsteen. always called him Mal- Malmsteen. Yeah, Malmsteen. Mal- Malmsteen or Malmsteen? Eh. I've always said Malmsteen. I had the other L, I guess. Okay. I call him fuckface. What's the big debate about? You could do that too. That works also. <laughs> so yeah, so previous episode uh Ingve Malmsteen's Odyssey. So we start with our poll and the poll was of obviously favorite song or best track from the album. And we had Heaven Tonight, Crystal Ball, Rising Force and Deja Vu with the options. No surprise Heaven Tonight ran away with it with 51% of the votes. Uh Rising Force came in second with 25 and then Deja Vu and Crystal Ball were both tied with 12%. So a couple comments here. Uh, oh, this is – Zeus, this is funny. One of the most recent comments we had was from the Pooney Burner account known as Horny Women Love Rock. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> where, where he said, this might be the worst album in history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't be me because that would be reserved for Rush, Pearl oh, Jam, Nirvana, it. Saxon. Ugh. Should I go on? Stop. And then our uh, the aforementioned Tony, who uh, yes, if, if uh, we were talking about his hair, I don't even know if we thanked him for the <laughs> intro music, but but we'll do that now. We we're thanked so- him for his handsomeness. Okay. So he he said the results will be no surprise. It's going to be like modern day cowboy on the Tesla episode. And he was right. It was heaven tonight. Um, Steve DeDisco <laughs> said, anyone do a Dungeons and Dragons count? No, we didn't. Uh, Jack Skellington said, crystal ball, pure Joe Lynn Turner could have easily fit on a rainbow album or one of his solo albums. And then he says, hey, Zeus, it's also a great stick song. Oh. I have, I have no idea. I didn't know I, I was a big Sticks fan, although I like some of those 80s Sticks songs. Yeah, Sticks is not good. Um, <laughs> Marty Deuce, he says, I don't hate these. I don't love these. Heaven Tonight is the best of the bunch. I love Joe Lynn Turner with Rainbow and Ingve is an amazing talent. This album just didn't do it for me. As you guys like to say, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Vet Halen, there are no wrong answers here. 80s glam metal, uh, who recently, or I don't know how recently, but he actually had Joe Lynn Turner on his show, uh, I believe. And he said, Crystal Ball, Heaven Tonight is a pretty classic signal. And then Sydney Taylor, who also has a uh, a metal podcast, and she, I know I listened to her episode, she actually had Jolyn Turner on, 
And she said, uh, Heaven Tonight is the song that made Joe Lynn Turner one of my favorite singers, but everything about Crystal Ball is just. And then she had like a little smiley emoji. Uh, Max English, this album is great, much better than anything that grunge ever did. Oh, so we got another Pooney Burner. There you account. go. There you Max go. English. Okay. Our buddy Steve, Heaven Tonight is a great track, although it's not good as the Wasted song of the same name. And he Wasted is a band spelled W-A-Y-S-T-E-D. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. it must have been a Tony band before they yeah. came up with yeah. Restrained. Yeah. Just throw, to, uh, throw it in a Y where it's not needed. Wasted turned into Dangerous Choice. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I believed you because I know nothing <laughs> about it. But I, for a minute, I thought you were right. Dangerous uh, Nige Savage, I voted for Rising Force, but the actual answer is none of the above. The correct answer is Riot in the Dungeons. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, our buddy Costa. Heaven Tonight, talking about Joe Lynn Turner made me go back and listen to Rainbow straight between the eyes. Must have been 20 years since last time, which is why this podcast is great. Ooh. Uh, Fred Colvin said Crystal Ball. Life Changer. Uh, apparently, they're a band. And they commented and said, this is funny. They said, Zeus, you're going to like this. They said, the best song is Dreamin'. It's <laughs> a horrible pick. Then we had another one. Uh, then we had one by BKV. He said uh, none of the another write-in for Riot in the Dungeons. Wow, that's uh that that's interesting. That's interesting. So a couple uh, episode-specific comments here. Oh, Sonny, you posted the picture that we talked about during the yeah. episode of Ingve, all the bands shoved in the corner <laughs> while Ingve's in front of all the amps. <laughs> and then uh, Uncle Polly comments said, "If I had a band, this is totally how I would do it. It's all about me, baby." Todd Herrig said, uh, oh, oh no, he was talking about uh, an editing comic because Tony said, I like how Zeus says, let me edit that part out. And then he doesn't edit that part out. <laughs> I don't even know what part he's talking about. Let's see. Oh. Steve Steve comes in with his rankings, as always. We love that. Nige coming in again with Riot in the Dungeons. Then we got one uh, called Polly the Wog said, this was the only Ingve album I ever owned. Been a long time since I've listened to it, even if only in snippets on the episode. Thanks. I'm good for another couple of decades. <laughs> oh, and I was going to say, go get trilogy and inspiration, but I guess don't worry about it. And then he says, uh, in reference to the picture that you posted, Sonny, of Ingve by himself in front of the imps, he says, that picture says it all. If only Ingve played well with others, his albums could have been so much better. Yeah, maybe. Gerard Angelo, one of the top selling Ingve records. I love JLT on vocals. So good. A lot of people loving the Joel Turner, which is one of the primary reasons why I like the album and why I picked it. So uh, there's some Twitter stuff there. Zeus. All right. So uh, let's start off with a little YouTube. <laughs> Mark Stewart. I got to be honest. I love this album. Joel uh, Turner's voice shines. Songwriting was amazing. It was a shame that Malm Stein, I don't know why he spells it that way. <laughs> Levine. <laughs> Levine. Yeah, and I'm Jerry Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. 
Uh, had to get rid of Turner because he didn't want a Don Dawkins slash Steve Perry kind of singer. My personal opinion, his best album. Mm, and then okay. he wrote, that, you know, that's what I heard. Rory Erickson. I do love this album, but Trilogy to me is definitely Malmsteen's best. Joe is an awesome singer, but I feel he was pushed too hard vocally, especially in the live in Leningrad album. To sing too high in his register. His voice is brilliant, great feel and emotion. What do you think? I think Joe would sound awesome singing Peter Chris songs, but maybe just me. I think I, I think I think Joe Lynn Turner could sing anything. I think his range can do he could do anything. But I don't know enough about the live in Leningrad. I've only seen one or two performances from that. So I, what I saw sounded okay, but I, I haven't seen it enough. Sonny, I don't know if you're more familiar with that performance to understand what the what the what the writer is saying there, the commenter. Oh, yeah. Leningrad is a great live album. Yeah. Uh, the Peter song thing, uh, it's not Peter's voice that's the problem. It's the <laughs> shitty songs. That's oh, the problem. We, why do we give a layup to Sonny for Peter Chris? <laughs> it's like a two foot putt. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, over on our Loudcasters uh, page, our group there, uh, Joey Lynn Casada. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Love this record. Uh, Sonny put the photo on uh, that page too with Ingve uh, in the middle. Justin Harper writes, Sonny Pooney, give me some space, man. Still not enough room for that ego. <laughs> True. Uh, Sonny Pooney from Daniel Peoples. Back in 2017, the stage here in Greensboro wasn't quite big enough to put the drummer all the way in the corner. <laughs> and then Steve, um, Tony jumped in and said, What an ass hat. Michael Jack. Durnell, I remember when this album came out, it brought his name into the limelight for non-fans to become fans. As a fan, it was gold to hear others say his name or talk non-stop about his work. Yeah, and I think that's what he was trying to do, but I felt yep. that those fans like him were probably alienated. It's good to see that he wasn't alienated, that he was trying to reach out to get a bigger audience. So. Yep. Over on our Facebook page, there's so many comments. I, I think this got more comments than any of our fucking other uh, posts. And it also helped that I put this every time we do a, uh, a group ARC review, I put it on groups of that artist. So if there's a Guns N' Roses group, I'll put the Guns N' Roses episode on those and things like that. The Ingve ones that I put this on exploded. Exploded. Yep. I can't even tell you. I was. I think there was like three groups, and they're all like in the hundreds of likes and stuff and comments. So I'm just going to take what we have here from our site. There's somebody here that wrote to us in, uh, and he's got uh, the Cyrillic alphabet as his name. So I'm assuming that he's from Russia. And if I can pronounce this correct, it's Matsikni Ise. Good one. Uh, Good job. I, I can read Greek, so Russian Cyrillic is a little familiar. Ingve is so uniform with his trioli. I think this guy translated Google <laughs> that he plays that after a few minutes of listening to his songs. One feels like he's listening to the same thing. Actually, I agree with him because the songs all start sounding familiar after you hear so many solos. Okay. Uh, Max Lynch. Very caught off guard. Never expected you guys to review an Ingve album based on previous 
Dungeons and Dragons comments. This is the last musical offering I'm familiar with since I figure that this is as far as YJM would take this sound. Curious if any of you went back and listened to the first Steeler record. Sonny nodding his head, yes. It's meh. Okay. Yeah. The the melodies and the vocal, it's not great. What about it's like the trout stuff? Same thing. It's not great. All right. Uh, Darren Hunt, my first rock show was Ingve Malmsteen, Saxon in Black and Blue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't have went to another rock show ever again. Oh, and then Darren Hunt jumps in. I saw that tour. Oh, my gosh. introduction yeah, to Saxon, I was turned off that Ingve couldn't even wave to the fans during a face to face interaction. So I went to the merch booth and I had a half an hour conversation with Tommy Thayer. What? Yeah. Black and Blue. Black and blue. Black, Black and blue. blue. Was, was Tommy working the fucking concession stand? There? He was he working was the merch booth. He was no. He was. I, I, yeah. He was black and blue. Well, maybe he was working the merch booth. Yeah. <laughs> he was working uh, the merch booth for Ingvay. <laughs> probably. Robert Rob Schwartz. Incredible album. Thanks to Joe Lynn Turner. Yep. Mahadni Mikhail. We get all sorts of fucking universal oh. love for this album, huh? Yep. His best album in terms of songwriting. JLT says he wrote all the songs. A great effort for the vocals and the course work. Ants, his solos are raw. I again I think this is Google Translate. Yep. Uh Jason Leonard, can't wait to listen. YJM is one of my favorites. Alcatraz and his solo work are fantastic. Great choice. Sizzle chess. <laughs> nice. Uh, David Kayo, wish you could add more, a few more records with Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, not going to happen. It is funny, though, because I don't even, I mean, the success of that album, it's too bad that they couldn't put a, couldn't have strung a couple more together or even one more, but yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, we talked about that, like the egos and stuff and who's getting involved with who. Um, and it's too late. If it's 85, 86, maybe you get another album. Yeah. But it's 88. By the time they do that, it's 90. That's not happening. It's not happening. Yep. Jack Pinocchio. The song Now is the Time has the same intro feel as you give love a bad name, Sonny Pooney. Yeah. Because I had said I didn't know where I had heard that riff, and then three or four people put that in. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's exactly it. I got to listen to that again. You might be right. Yep. It, uh, Brad Rustoven, exactly. Just finished listening to the episode. He agrees. Gordon Duncan, incredible album. Rick Rera, never got into him, but I'm sure you guys will make this entertaining. Uh, Ray Farrow, if anyone can make an Ingve album even remotely tolerable, it will be the three of you. Wow. Uh, yeah, a lot of people um, are not big fans of Ingve. Uh, okay. Brad Rustoven, great off the beaten path pick, Tom. The live photo Sonny posted from Monster Rock uh, pre party. And speaking of Spinal Tap, check out this short clip from Hearing Aid's Stars recording sessions from 85. Oh, God, I've heard like that. Some- That's Spinal tap on Ingwe yep. Malmsteen with some playing. Is it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so that is Facebook. Okay. 
Uh, so we got we got a couple emails, and I think Sonny and myself will split those. Sonny, you got a couple to read? Yeah, so the first one's from Philippe Melander. Uh, I love me some. Joe Lynn Turner saw him at Sweden Rock Festival in 2019. He played a mix of Rainbow, Deep Purple, and Ingve tunes. I also saw Rainbow at the same festival, and guess who was playing keyboards in Rainbow? Of course, it was Jens Johansson of Ingve Malmsteen. Cool. Nice. And then John Matola wrote in and said, is it Odyssey or is it Slippery When Wet? Sonny couldn't figure out the riff. Oh, now yep. is the time is You Give Love a Bad Name, because that's what I heard, says John. Yep. Yeah, so we did get a lot of, uh, that's a, the second comment. I think, you, like you said, there was a couple other ones, too. A couple other emails here uh, regarding Ingve. We got Jerry Blackwell. The record is okay. I remember the Heavens Tonight video, typical 80s cheap onstage video. My favorite song is Riot in the Dungeons, and I agree with Zeus that Joe makes the song better. I hope you do a Smashing Pumpkins album someday. Oh, God, I hope I, I hope we don't. I second we got an, emotion. I hope we, so. Then we got an email from Doug Middleton. Ingve, why? You obviously have never met him. Probably the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> have to admit, though, Heaven Tonight is a great song. I dare you guys to do a country album. Peace Woo. out. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll see. We, we may, I am get, up, I'm up next. We may get to that. And then I got a couple of DMS from uh, Facebook. And then I think Zeus has something he also wants to read. So we got a DM from Ray Farrow, another comment. He says, so I listened to the podcast and then the entire Ingve album. I didn't hate it as much as his first couple albums. There are four or five really good songs on it, at least until the solos. I can't stand his style of playing. I had no idea that Heaven Tonight was Ingve. I always thought it was Jafria or someone else. <laughs> Vocals are really good throughout. And then we got a uh, DM from our buddy Craig Moran. He says, you guys did it again. I swear you guys are looking at my music collection when you pick these episodes. Odyssey was my introduction to Ingve back in 88 in high school. I had this on one side of a Maxell tape and David Lee Roth's skyscraper on the other. <laughs> As you guys said, it's a crime. Heaven Tonight wasn't a huge hit. It had everything. And Dreaming is an amazing display of JLT's vocal prowess. Uh, not wimpy at all, Zeus. <laughs> but like you said, Ingve well. just can't Ingve just can't seem to get out of his own way. This album, more than most of his others, is a schizophrenic mess. You have these songs that are near perfect 80s masterpieces, but then you have Ingve going on these wank fests that would make Vinnie Vincent blush. And the fact that he had 10 lead singers before finally deciding to do the singing himself shows you just how much of a nightmare he's got to be to work with. This album, continuing on with the next two, Eclipse and Fire and Ice, is my sp sweet spot for his music. Thanks again for another entertaining three-hour podcast. When are we going to get your first four-hour episode? Just kidding. Craig, thanks as always. I don't think Hailstorm is going to give us a four-hour episode, but you never know. <laughs> uh, Zeus, you had uh, something on Instagram, I think you said? Yeah. So okay. uh, we got one from Vet Healing, and I mowed a lot of lawns to this album. But then we had another comment from uh, Richie Ward, who is the guitarist nice. from Fozzie. Yep. I love this record. I was delivering pizza for Domino's when it was released. It didn't leave my car's cassette deck for months. In my opinion, his best album and one of the greatest guitar albums all time wow nice and then one final comment comment before we move on so by the time you guys hear this our shout it out loudcast episode with uh west beach has already dropped and after we were, were recording with west we were continuing our conversation and he said that he enjoyed the odyssey episode 
he's a big fan of Ingve and uh, he, you know, he's met Jolyn Turner and big, big fan of the album. And, uh, and, and he was a big fan of the, uh, the Odyssey episode as well. So I thought that, I thought that was very nice of him to say too. So. 617-422. All righty then. All right. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So let's uh, get into the episode. So this is Sonny's pick. Hailstorm. How did you get into the band? Tell us why you picked this and uh, let's go from there. So, okay. A lot of the TV and music that I love, um, you know, friends turn you on to it. And here's a situation where I was living in Oregon for a while. I would fly to Sacramento once a month to do a poker party thing with friends just to stay connected because it was the first time I was kind of living away from friends. And, uh, Tony, right. The same guy who got me into Seinfeld, right. The same <laughs> dumbass who did the, did our little, uh, our little guitar part there. Uh, he says, uh, Hey, you might want to check out the song. And he plays, it's not you for me. And I'm like, Oh, who's that? He goes, Oh, there's a band called Hailstorm, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you normally uh, female singers, nah, I'm okay. I'm more toler- uh, tolerating of them now than I was then. And usually because I want the singer to like speak for me. I want him, 
I want him or her to say things I can't say in a way I can't say them. And normally a female singer can't do that. Because they're too busy talking to you. Or, or talking it, or, about guys. <laughs> or it, it comes off as a woman scorned. Right. Yes. Like that's, that's kind of how it comes off. And I'm like, look, I already got women that are scorned. I don't need another one basically. Right. Yeah. So uh, I like the song. So I bought the CD and, uh, I listened to it nonstop. I will tell you, I absolutely love Hailstorm. That's why I picked the album. Um, they are a top 10 band of all time for me. It got me back into music. Cause I was really, you know, by the time tones given me this is 2010, I'm really music and movies I'm just kind of concentrating on my life and I got kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm really not really listening to anything new. And this kind of got me back to, uh, something new. My wife loves hailstorm, seen them a couple of times. My kids love hailstorm, seen them a couple of times, met them a couple of times. So it's totally a family thing. And, uh, that's why I wanted to do the album. Excellent. Nice story. So, so for me, so a couple things about, about Hailstorm and generally speaking about female artists, um, I'm much different with than Sonny with this because I'm a huge, huge fan of female fronted, uh, rock or alternative artists. Like that was a huge thing for me in the nineties with, uh, alternative rock, like, like, uh, like Juliana Hatfield or Letters to Cleo belly, uh, even like whole, I know Courtney Love is nuts, but like that nineties alternative stuff. Uh, I, I, it's a, it's a different kind of, uh, of sound. And I really love when the female fronted band is a guitarist too, like Lizzie Hale is too. So in terms, so moving forward, just that my background of my love or liking for female fronted artists. So I got satellite radio in 2008 and at the time kind of like Sonny, I was really kind of stale with my music. I was listening to, you know, Kiss and Metallica and rap and stuff. I didn't really know. There wasn't really much going on for me in terms of new stuff. So I got satellite radio and I, one of those, one of my main channels that I listened to and still listen to now is Octane, which plays a lot of the quote unquote new rock, rock that you're not going to hear on radios because rock radio really doesn't exist. And um, they started playing Hailstorm. And then I started kind of getting into more of these, these, I guess what you'd call, I don't know, modern rock bands that kind of fall into that category. You know, bands like Shine Down, another band that I absolutely love, one of my all-time favorites. You know, bands like Seether, or you know, I'm not saying these are bands that I necessarily like, but they all kind of fall in that genre. Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, Chevelle, all those bands. And I really, really turned towards Hailstorm because it was a rock band, a melodic rock band with just a ridiculously talented lead singer. That being said, I never owned this album. I only knew a couple of songs on it, but excited to talk about it. I'll, I'll save what I think about it for, for to getting into it. But uh, yeah, so I was familiar with them, not, not their entire catalog, but I did know this album and probably maybe about half of the album I knew. Okay. So um, for me, uh, I got to do this first. And Uh-oh. that is to Sonny Pooney. That's me clapping. Great okay. pick. Oh, wow. I know nothing about this band. Nothing. I I say to you guys all the time, no good music ever started after uh, the 90s. Anything that's good was a band that was created in the 90s. Everything else, I don't own anything by any other artist that wasn't already in the 90s. Okay? As far as female artists are concerned, 
I like Pat Benatar. I'm thinking out loud. Some some heart stuff. But most of the female artists that I listen to would be country artists. I like, you know, the, from the old school Loretta Lynn, Tammy Wynette to 90s country, fucking Patty Loveless, Martina McBride, and uh, artists like that, Kelly Willis and stuff. This is a breath of fresh air. I've heard the band. I heard it out there. I've heard Hailstorm. And because of our podcast and out there on social media, I've heard people put stuff up. And it's always people with their fucking lesbian fantasies of oh. Nina Strauss and Lizzie Hale. And so I'm like, who's this Lizzie Hale? And she has short hair. Like, I, I wasn't really paying much attention to it. You know, I'm like, ah, she looks like, uh, like a Joan Jett with short hair. Like Joan Jett looks like now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know who this is. I never. So you pick this band. I don't know who the fuck she is. I don't know if she's just the rhythm guitarist. I don't know if she's the singer. I don't know what the fuck she is, this is. I put the album on. This is a whole world just opened up. Yep. And I made a comment to you guys, and it was us in our little text exchange, because just for my first interaction with this. And I said, like, Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm are why Instagram exists. <laughs> okay. It's so you can be creepy without being caught as creepy. So you can look at fucking gorgeous people and be like, holy fuck. I didn't know this woman existed. I didn't know how fucking talented she is. I didn't know how hot she is. And now I'm like, okay, I gotta, I, I'm only halfway through their scroll thing looking through. I'm like, good <laughs> God. Holy shit. And I'm like, you two, because I don't even think you guys have Instagram. I'm like, you two guys are missing out. You just to have follow Lizzie Hale. Okay, Nita Strauss and some and actually a bunch of other ones too. And uh, the daily Samantha Fox ones for you, Tom. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. That's the look stuff. And I know I'm just joking, <clears throat> but there's obviously some talent here. I'll I'll talk about it as we get into the album. But I knew nothing about this and didn't hear one song, didn't know if Lizzie Hale was a singer or a fucking drummer. I didn't know what the hell it was, okay? So this is all brand new, and I have to tip my hat to Sonny for picking this album because this would never come into my radar. Because like I say, nothing good ever came out of the 90s, and I think I'm going to have to amend that, Sonny. Yep, nice. (laughs) That's what this is all about. Yep, yep. Um, so, so a little you, bit of history. Let's yeah, go ahead. History, because sure. not a lot of people know anything about Hailstorm, and they don't really. They have music out there. They've been around, obviously, twelve, thirteen years now in the limelight. They've been around actually a lot longer than that. Uh, so I just want to give a little bit of history. This is a Philly band. This is a family affair, and what I mean by that is, kid brothers in the band. Dad was in the band for a while as a bass player. Mom used to manage them. Like these guys. Lizzie started this band when she was 13 years old. They knew what they wanted to do, and parents were supportive the whole way through. That rhymed, but it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but anyway, oh, that rhymed too, I guess, technically. But anyway, um, so it's kind of nice to know, all right, family supporting. This isn't I'm fighting through what everybody's telling me kind of I shouldn't be doing versus total support. Go help. How do we help? How do we make you who you want to be kind of thing? Now, they got signed to Atlantic Record in 2005. They didn't release their first album until 2009. 
Mm-hmm. So here we go again with a band, and I'm sure it'll come up, just like Tesla, that's already worked out all their chops before they get to the first album. This is not a first <laughs> album, and it kind of grows. And they've grown to different things in later albums. But reality is they know who they want to be kind of right out of the gate. This also, it, it deters from, sometimes you hear about bands that get together they release that first album, their second album's bigger, third album's bigger, and then now they start having dissension within the band, right? And everybody wants to do their solo thing, and it's all, that person's getting all the limelight, blah, blah, blah. There is absolutely no doubt right out of the gate, this is Lizzie's band. Everything from the album cover to everything that gets done extra from Hailstorm, she does a bunch of stuff with Eric Church and Lindsay Starling, and she's in literally everything. She's done a song with Shinedown. Like, there's all these kind of things that she does. And I think the band members are just like, wait, Lizzie, like it helps us. So what do we care? You know, that kind of thing. So I think that part's all cool. Uh, I've seen them live many times. These guys are road warriors. So again, right back to the Tesla thing. This is a band that was playing 200 nights a year for years. So when you listen to these songs and they're so tight, that is not just studio magic. That happens live too. I will tell you RJ's a little crazy live. I'm not going to tell you he plays all the drum parts the exact same way every time. He's a little bit Mark St. John on the drums kind of a little bit. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever, right? He's uh, he's good at what he does, uh, so it works. So, yeah, uh, it's a newer band. My guess is Atlantic Records knew they had something. You sign them on, and I'm telling you, four or five years from now, and you're starting to hear inklings of it right now, but four or five years to ten years from now, there will be a bunch of female artists that say they started because of Lizzie Hale. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. You already hear it. They're big in some of the um, alternative lifestyle communities, right? She's supportive of basically everything that goes on out there. She's now on TV. She's got an access TV thing going on. So, I think these guys, and I'm sure at some point there'll be a movie because these guys don't just kind of do one thing and one thing only. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Yeah. No, you brought you brought up a great point, and I'll I'll, I'll just kind of follow up on that one about the uh, the sound of a debut album, a, a band, you know, growing pains, working out their kinks. There's no growing pains on this album, and we will get into that when we do the track by track. You talk about a band coming out of the gate with their debut and making their presence known. Holy fuck. I mean, wow. And um, you brought up another thing about them touring. Uh, them, they're, they're out there. They, they, they're that kind of band that likes to get up. I mean, for God's sakes, right now, I, I can't imagine it's going to happen. They're coming to Massachusetts next month in April. They're touring with, I think, 10 Years, who is another new band that I love. And I think Theory of a Dead Man, who I'm not that really a big fan of, but 10 Years I love. But one thing I I just want to say before we get into the track by track about the the whole modern rock thing, you know, octane bands, et cetera, et cetera. Lizzie Hale is, you know, we talked about how Joe Lynn Turner elevates an album because of his vocal prowess. Lizzie Hale is just otherworldly with what she can do. And, and vocalists, I mean, I'm not breaking any ground here by saying this, but they, they can elevate a band beyond music. That is good. It's good. But my point, my ultimate point is that with a lot of these newer bands, some of the bands that I mentioned, 
a lot of their music is it's it's very melodic it's accessible but a lot of times if you were to remove the singer and play the music you would struggle to be able to identify the band because a lot of these bands sound the same but the vocalist gives them a little bit of an identity or hailstorm's case a really big identity with lizzie hale again i'm going to refer to shine down because it's one of my all-time favorite bands i've seen them in concert brent smith does the same thing for shine down that lizzie hale does for hailstorm his ability to take a song that might be a basic type of pop rock construct and turn it into something spectacular with his vocals that's the reason i like shine down and lizzie is the reason why i like hailstorm a lot of these modern rock bands are very interchangeable. That doesn't mean that they're bad and I don't like them, but I think Lizzie is, there's a reason Hailstorm stands above a lot of the bands that, that I've, that I've mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Ready to get into the, I can't speak to any of that stuff. So what's the, point? that's okay. No, that's uh, okay. Ready to get into the uh, album cover. Absolutely. Let's do it. What the fuck is this? What like it's I guess it's some sort of like a steampunk type of image. Yep. Yeah, it's like a steampunk like like wild, robotic wild west industrial revolution with, type thing, right? With looks like two girls on the cover, Anthony Kiedis on the left yeah. and Rocky and Rocky Dennis on the right. What the fuck is Christ that? almighty? That looks like Rocky Dennis. Well, I'll tell you right now, even Lizzie Hale, even Lizzie Hale in her cyborg form is smoking hot on the So I just told you Instagram is created perfectly for Lizzie Hale. This yeah. is your debut album. This is what you put out. I agree. Uh, it's a great put point. Put a fucking band out there. Put her in. And if you look at all her videos, the hottest fucking tight black leather pants looking badass. Right? Yeah, it's the a- inside cover po- photo would have been a better... But even cover. that, it's not showing her like he, rocking out and being like a badass in hot pants. Here's my here's my guess. That I have no knowledge of this at all, but I'm just assuming that she did that for the exact reason why you want it to make this band about the music and not that, about her and not about her being a blazing hot front woman. Have you so, seen their videos? I have, but a video is different. Well, she, than, she's uh, not afraid to play that when she has to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying in terms of selling a CD, the, 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 they, she probably, she wanted people, again, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but after reviewing and reading and reading and reviewing and thinking and then taking, uh, watching some videos late at night, um, I can assure you. This is not a woman that is concerned about her sexuality no, I or how that. hot she is or fucking the fact that she's actually selling sex. It is. It's not anything to be ashamed of. She's no, I, I, about how hot she is and sexy and, and, and the videos all show and stuff. All I'm saying is this is like, I don't know what this is. I agree. Like the album covers. Stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The album covers. It's not what I would have done, is but I'm telling you, they didn't choose left? it. Who is that? Is it the drummer? Sonny, go ahead. You just who said something about you didn't think they chose, yeah, chose the it. Bottom. Wait, 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 wait. Sonny, who's that on the bottom? Yeah. That's Arjun. That's, That's her brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. That looks like a girl. <laughs> it looks like fucking, what's her name? Oh, how dare you? 
How dare you? What's that little fucking Greta, Greta Thunberg telling us about climate change? <laughs> it looks like her with long hair. Oh, God. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, my guess is they didn't choose this. Obviously, Atlantic Records chose this. The okay. cover? I said, oh, yeah, this is Atlantic Records a miss. This isn't, this isn't a, this is Hailstorm's first album. They don't get to choose what the hell's on the cover. Okay. Well, if I can make a quick comment about the 10th anniversary edition of this, that's also more artwork without a photo. It's more crazy kind of neon blue and pink artwork than, and that's, you know, a picture of her, not real, not another, no, no photographs. And she's just, she's, she, her picture de- deserves to be on the cover of an album. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> okay. It's just wasted opportunity. Yeah. And like, yeah. did they have an image of like steampunk? Did they dress like that? No. Because all the no. videos I've seen, like, what? They don't understand that. Like, no. I yeah. I don't know where that comes from. I have no idea. Last yeah. time I saw it was in the Wild Wild West movie, right? With uh, what's his name? Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Anthony Kiedis guy in the back. Uh, That's Joe. That's the guitar player. And then Rocky Dennis is the bass player. Oh, boy. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're not going to become best friends with the bassist from Hailstorm. I don't think we were before. <laughs> now I don't think. Now I don't. Now I really think there's no chance. Why? Because he looks like Rocky Dennis. I'm just saying. I'm telling you, there's a there's a shot that he listens and goes, "See, I told you people were gonna think that." No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I've seen the videos. I've seen other stuff. The band. They don't look like this. I don't know who yeah. did this. Yeah. Oh, it's just brutal. It's fucking brutal. It's still better than the fucking come and piss one of load, but this is brutal. <laughs> That's also true. That's a bad cover too. I'm not going to argue with that. I am not going to argue with that. Yeah. So, so. All yeah. right. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Any of the other comments? The back cover looks like, I don't know, just some black writing here and nothing really. Yeah. yeah it's pretty plain. Just the logo and the, the songs. Yep. Yeah. And then no, the- yeah. And, yeah. Just to be clear, we, I, I know I made reference to the 10th anniversary edition. We are just reviewing the regular 2009 version of this album. Okay. So Hailstorm released April 28th, 2009, which makes it the most recent album I've ever bought from a band. <laughs> <laughs> it was produced by Howard Benson and the album went gold. It reached up to number 40. On the uh, U.S. Billboard charts, it went to number 11 on um, 
the rock album charts. It went number four on the U.S. top hard rock album charts. And then for some reason, they have Greek album charts and number 33. I don't know why they're big in Greece. I don't know where the hell that came from, but maybe they're Greek. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but it's possible. And even with like Howard Benson, right? So he's done albums with Bang Tango, Pretty Boy Floyd, Motorhead, oh. Sepultura, My Chemical Romance, Theory of a Dead Man, Daughtry, Papa Roach. So obviously somebody at Atlantic is like, look, we got somebody, we got a band that's a combination of all of those, right? They can go play with anybody and we need somebody that's going to let them be them instead of turning them into something else. And I thought Howard did a good job of that. Yep. Nice. I believe he had a co-write on like nine of these 11 songs. Yes. That's cool. That's that's the other big thing. And the only other thing I want to say is, you know, we'll go through all the artists, uh, songwriters that are on each album as we usually do. I forgot the last album to mention when we did Ingve Malmsteen's uh, Odyssey, that the great Bob Daisley performed on that album on several of the tracks. That's right. As a yep. bass player. Yep. And that's Bob's second appearance on our show because he was on, obviously did all the work really uh, without the guitar stuff and the vocals on Ozzy's uh, Blizzard of Oz. So mm-hmm. Bob Daisley was on it. Here we have uh, keyboards, Howard Benson, the producer, and we also have guitar extraordinaire, and maybe this is why he got big because Theophilos Xenides, how you would say it in Greek, better known as Phil X, performs on this. The guitarist for Bon Jovi. Wow. He replaced Sampora. Okay. Yep. So maybe that's why it's fucking big on the Greek album charts. I don't know. Could be. But he also performed on this. So basically, you've got Lizzie Hale is the vocalist, guitar, and keyboard. RJ Hale does a, her little brother on the drums, percussion. Joe Hottinger, am I saying it correctly? Yeah. Uh, guitar, and then Josh Smith is the bass guitar. Um, if you're not saying it correctly, Tony will correct you in the comments when we post it on social media. Well, thanks, Tony. <laughs> also, the the album is, uh, the, another thing I love about this album, 11 songs, the, the standard version, 11 songs, 37 minutes, a nice, tight album and that's not the only thing that's nice and tight about this oh album. boy here we go. <laughs> oh lizzie please turn it off now turn it oh, you, about it. how can i not say that oh. <laughs> oh. itunes has a couple extra songs yep so they have uh tell me where it hurts <laughs> that sounds like a doctor visit oh boy it's a big one conversation oh. over in Dirty Mind. I wonder where that's going. Well, that song's Ooh, about. Is it like a Prince cover, maybe? No, Ooh, Japanese, uh, Japanese edition bonus tracks includes I Get Off, a live version, and Better Sorry Than Safe, another live version. Nice. The 10th anniversary edition has a bunch of like uh, extra like demos and stuff, and they call them the basement demos. Yep. There's a song called Everyone Dies Coming Back to Me. Not for today, and still breathing as demos and B sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. so we're only doing the eleven songs off the basic Hailstorm album. Okay, yep. yep. So with that being said, let's go to the first track. I'm in love with somebody. Found someone- 
not you first song first album introduction to the world you get a cowbell and a chorus right out of the gate and it just kind of goes to show you their swagger they don't care if they're a new band it's just this is who we are there's this start stop of the music through the verse that kind of shows how tight they are the the drums you can hear it immediately it's kind of driving the song forward you know, they give a fuck you to Ingve with a 15-second guitar solo, right? It's perfect and quick. You don't need a two-minute Bumblebee solo at all. And it is all about the song and message. And the lyrics are about, you know, I'm just basically telling you how it is. So let's just kind of be honest and get on with our lives. Uh, there's a lot, There's a few songs about that. The, this whole thing about I'm in love with somebody, it's just not you. <laughs> it's awesome. And... Yep. My connection to Lizzie is it's not a woman scorned. Instead, it's a confident woman. Wild streak. She's a little bit freaky. She's a little bit nasty. She's a little bit fuck you, fuck off. Like there's, it's a lot more aggressive instead of whiny, I guess. Or it just puts a woman in a place where it comes off from a place of confidence, which that just makes it even more sexier, to be honest, right? That the person's got the looks and got the swagger. Oh, my God. It's, I love this song. Killer opener, like you said. What a great way to, I mean, debut album, opening track. And, and, and you brought up a great point that I, that I was going to mention, too. Opening the song with the chorus. What, 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 a, what a unique way to, to kick off a song. And this song, it, it's so it's great for so many reasons, but... Right off the bat, it's showcasing her vocal range. You know, during the verses, she's she's singing confidently and powerful. And then when you get to those choruses where they just the vocals just soar and you see her range. And and another great point you said that I was gonna bring up. This is not a timid woman. This is a badass who's in control, who knows what she wants, knows who she is, and is not afraid to let everybody else know that same thing. And I think it's it just it really it's kind of like it gets you ready for what you're about to hear for the rest of the album. It's not you written by Lizzie Hale, Howard Benson and David Ivory. It was number eight on the mainstream rock songs, 46 on the hot rock songs. I don't know what the fucking difference is. It was their second single. Yeah, this is uh, sunny. I put this on. This was an introduction to your pick. Introduction to the band, introduction to the singer, introduction to the album. And I'm like, okay, good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this doesn't suck. Oh, I can all right. I can dig this. So it, it goes on, and for me, you know, I just like I there's so many things in here. 
And you talk about women and empowerment and things like that. Yeah, it's throughout this whole fucking album. And there's a running theme that if you're a man or female and you're with this person, oh boy, you better have some confidence because an insecure person won't last one day with this with Lizzie Hill. <laughs> Holy shit, you better fucking be bringing it because she ain't got time for shit. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it shows. And I, I just love like the there's so many great lyrical lines in this album that I that stick out. So I'll point out them out from here or there. No offense. Like, like just to be like, yeah, no offense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm in love with somebody, and it ain't Sonny Pooney. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> it's just a great fuck off song. A kiss off song. You ain't shit. You know, the lyrics are great. The backing vocals are fantastic. It's like a crunchy guitar. I love that nice short solo and then mm-hmm. back into the song. Okay, you had your thing? Back into the song. I, I mean, it's like uh it's like coming out of like in one extreme from the other, from Ingve to this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not no, in that, the middle, but Yeah, that's what I was saying about th- these songs. They're they're so easily they're so easily enjoyable because they're to the point. They're just they're tightly written. You know, it, it's just good stuff. And super simple, right? This That's is what I mean. Steve Harris, right? Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. This is yep. read my finger. What you going to do? Yeah. See these lips? They're done talking to you. Yep. <laughs> like, there's no I mean, subtlety there. There's yeah. no su- you there's, don't. There's no subtlety. <laughs> there's a couple breakdowns in a lot of these songs that I love. I love the breakdown. You've probably never been shot down before. She repeats that twice. Obviously, I can't sing it, but the vocal, but when I'm saying it, you know what part of the song that is. Oh, yeah. I love it. Listening to this as your first instincts, you know, you think, okay, so this is the singer, okay? All right, it's a decent voice, you know, it's not a decent voice. It's an incredible voice. I love when singers are passionate. So, which gets me to, let's talk about the video. Video starts off with their dumbass brother with his leg up, smacking a, a cowbell. I will say this. I fell in love with this brother of hers from all these videos. He is insane. I, I can't stop watching him. What the fuck is he doing back there? He's got all sorts of gimmicks, flipping up and down. Like, But he can actually play the drums, not like Ricky Rocket, whatever the fuck his name is from Poison, with this like little shuffle thing he does. And looks like a bozo back there. This guy looks fun. And he looks like a badass going off on the drums. The video. So there's a bunch of them going around on the derby stuff. I'm disappointed I didn't see derby action. In like some other videos where fucking people are like taking flying elbows and getting drilled and shit. Um, look at her outfit. Like, it's, What are you doing to me? What are you doing? I'm, it's the afternoon. I'm trying to like listen to some music, watch a video. What the fuck is she doing with those long legs and those stockings and just rocking out? You're like, oh, dude, I'm not going to last five minutes in this video. I got to go. <laughs> like too hot. And then going from that to another shot of her in like these fucking hot ass leather pants. And I now I'm seeing her for the first time really concentrating on it. And she doesn't have short hair because that's what I've seen photos of her now. Now I see this Lizzie Hale. I'm like, holy fuck. 
This woman's insane. She's rocking out. And I love passionate voices and passionate singers. So I know we were talking about this before we got on the air about Eddie Vedder and all that stuff. This is Eddie Vedder, early Eddie Vedder. When you'd see Pearl Jam videos and you would see him fucking going nuts and screaming and yep. veins busting out of his face and putting all the passion and emotion in She's doing it, but she looks hot. This is a gorgeous woman singing this and throwing passion into rocking out with rock music. Holy f- I'm just like, what the fuck? Where did Sonny come? How do why aren't you liking more shit like this, Sonny, instead of some of the other crap you throw at us? Holy Christ, you knocked it out of the park with this one. God damn. And I'll and I'll say this, she looks ten thousand times better with long hair i'm just gonna say it right now <laughs> it's not even close she this video here and i, I want to say it again my, my, my wife knows this too uh, my affinity for female rock star especially when they have the guitar i don't know what it is it's a in, phallic in, symbol it's it, it's like Man, if you can use your hands to hold that guitar, what else can you use those hands for? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, my God. Like, it's just. Uh, not holding Let me see your hands right now, by the way. Ooh, we are, they're here. My, my hand, I, I got them here. They're not holding Shaq's dick. It's a fucking guitar. What do they need? Uh, oh, it's awesome. Great, great opener. We got to move on because we're going to keep talking about this song in the video forever. Let's talk about the video some more. God damn. <laughs> all right let's go to the next one <laughs> yeah i forgot yeah this will calm us down let's yes, go to the next exactly one. this is a more subtle song you don't know that i know you watch me every night just can't resist the urge to stand here in the light. Your greedy eyes upon me, and then I'll come undone. And I could close the curtain, but this is too much fun. I get off on you, getting off on me. You can watch you want, but nothing is the I get off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I bet you <laughs> Edit that. Can we go back to the Valentine episode? Because I want Lizzie oh. to be my Valentine. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. So the song is about voyeurism, and it's where the person who's being watched is enjoying it just as much as the watcher. Now, some people say it's about the band's live show and that the band enjoys playing for the folks as much as the folks like watching the band i I think that person hasn't seen the video um (laughs) this whole thing about you don't know that i know you watch me every night like just hearing her say those words uh, takes me to a different place there's definitely a groove in this song the little bullhorn effect 
that earworm that happens, mm-hmm. uh, the end of the chorus where there's a softer, I get off, right? There's the, the, all those little solo into the bridge, build a solo, then to just Lizzie, then to a drum fill, back to the chorus. Like that's, there's a lot of people helping writing this stuff. I think Lizzie was careful that she wanted to say her message, but there's people rounding out the songwriting to match the talent that's playing the music because they wanted this thing to be a hit right out of the gate. I'm a sucker for last words of a song with no music, like the music ends. And then there's like a, a word or two set at the end. I absolutely love that. Um, this song, I'm getting chills telling you about it. Uh, yeah, this song is Calm down, Pooney. <laughs> Here's my hands. <laughs> hands up. Let's see them at all times. Yeah. This song is like a audio porn. If, I mean, when you, I mean, it's just, yeah. The, the way that she calmly sings the verses. And then when that chorus comes in and just, it just blows the roof off. I mean, her range is just so outrageous and it, it, it's, it's such a, it's a simple song, but it does so much in its simplicity that like, like Sonny was talking about how they, the verse, the, the pre-chorus, the chorus, and then how it calms back down. And there's just so much going on. And it just, what a one-two punch for a debut album. I mean, really what a spectacular one-two punch for a debut album. I get off. <laughs> Lizzie Hale, Howard Benson, Dana Kalitri, Nina Osoff. Kathy Summer. It was their first single that they released, number six on the mainstream, 36 on alternative songs, 17 on hot rock songs. So, Sonny, you mentioned a couple things. First was the uh, back and forth between, like, what I don't know, the megaphone vocals or whatever you call it, bullhorn vocals. I love that shit. I love when artists do that here and there and throw, drop it in. Um, her screaming. Is it, it, it harkens back to the artists that I like as like female rock singers, Ann Wilson, Pat Benatar, that range. So when this comes on, I'm you know I, we get the album, I listen to it. I'm I'm hoping she's just not a hot chick that you know has some good songs. This she is extremely talented, and you can tell the uh, the solos meh on this one. But there was something about the chorus, and it was so much that it was fucking bugging me. Like, where do I know this? What does this remind me of? That I bugged Tom when he was walking his newfound dog, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, hey, I need you for a second. I can't move past this track because something, this song reminds me. I got to hum it to you so you can tell me what is this song? What does it remind me of? And it's the, it's the chorus part of this. I know what you're going to say, Sonny. Uh-oh. It's a give and take kind of life we make. I'm your kind of guy, and I'm not too shy. Feeling hot and dry. Oh, my God. So you think you ought to try. Oh, (laughs) that's true. That's no, it's, 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 it's it's the way the rhyming goes with this. I'm yeah. like, what is this song in my head? Uh, na, 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 yep. na, 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 na. I'm like, it's about but, twice as fast though. <laughs> and the lyrics actually make sense, and they're not fucking stupid schoolboy lyrics. I'm your kind of guy, and I'm not too shy, feeling high and dry. <laughs> that's ace. Okay. That's ace for you. 
But that I took it. Oh my god! And anyways, the um, other fun part to this song before we get into the video, I'm playing this all the time in my car. I'm picking up my my daughter from school, driving her chair and things. So I'm playing this album constantly. You know, this is why you listen to the same album. Well, because I don't know this one. And Sonny picked it. I got to learn it. And all of a sudden, this song comes on, and my twelve year old daughter goes. Oh, I know this song. Like, fuck. Yep. How do you know <laughs> this song? Like it off. <laughs> yep. It's a very popular TikTok video. Oh, Jesus Christ. have made. Yep. Wow. And so she says to me, and I wrote this down, I don't get this song, Dad. What is she getting off? The stamps? Oh, God almighty. Stop. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck did I, Sonny get me into? Yeah, yes, honey, she's getting off the stairs. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yep, know. that's what she's doing. I can understand the lyrics. Um, yeah. So kids on TikTok are picking up on this and doing videos with this song. Wonderful. So just putting that out there. Wonderful. Now the video, she's got that like Assassin's Creed hat on. Oh, man, so love- fucking hot. It's unbelievable. So she's just like snarling, like her lip will curl up a little bit and kind of smirk, and you're like, good. God, like, God damn it. Like, she's talking about loving watching, being watched. And there's this fucking, I don't know, guy that looks like Andy Garcia, fucking cop, is watching it. And then she gets interrogated by a guy that I would best describe as looking like your partner, Stephen Michael, (laughs) a Stephen Michael type person interviewing her, screaming at her. But she's Uh like checking out fucking uh, Andy Garcia in the background. The video is just insane. The video is just insane. The video is good. I like it. I'm going to tell you right now, I was a little disappointed that they used like the interrogation room watching. Like I, I wanted the video to be the song. I want, that's what I wanted. You want their, her in her bedroom. Like, yes, that's what I wanted. And that's not too much to ask. If you're going to give it to me, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're going to give it to me verbally, give it to me visually. That's so you're like, so you're like the record producer or something like that for Atlanta Records and be like, you know what? I need to see you refilm this video and get in your room and show me you peeling off your clothes at night. Exactly. And I'll play the actor on the other side, too. Yeah, the interrogation room with you in the hoodie, that ain't going to cut it. I need I, you need to reshoot this. But that that being said, blazing hot again in this video. And I think that like the mystery and the yes. snarling, yep. right? The Assassin's Creed thing makes it a little... It's more, it's tease, right? It's yes. a little tease. There's a little groove like that. It just makes it hotter. That's all it does. Mm-hmm. Leather. God, <laughs> it's leather. And, uh, I need some water. Yeah, Put some on water. your black leather. And um, God damn, her fucking brother still distracts me. He's so animated back there. You yeah. see him in this video? He's that way He's live too. all sorts of shit, fucking drums flying everywhere and everything. Holy Christ. How the fuck can you be little brother and your sister dress like that and you just play like nothing's wrong and she's talking about getting off? Like, because oh, he's getting paid. Must... He's in Hailstorm. <laughs> That's right. He, he doesn't must care. Be, it must be uncomfortable, though. Probably. Could be, but he's probably past it now. I bet you at first it was kind of weird, but now he's probably like, just oh. see whatever you want. We're selling out, st- we're selling out venues. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Off to the next one.
Wish you had me back. So a little more mid-tempo here, right? Top-down, convertible, summer-type song. Um, Lizzie can be deceptively dirty in the lyrics. She can be blunt, and uh, maybe I'll share some, but in later albums, she gets even more feisty and more sexy and more dirty and more forward. Um, this whole start and stop of this song, it just kind of shows you the musicianship, really, of the first three songs. And live, man, does this song work but you have to be able to pull it off. And RJ in the back, part of his excitement does create this. He doesn't speed up the song, but he's always putting in fills where there's like no fills are supposed to be. So like Tony's brother, uh, Mark is a drummer. He absolutely hates RJ. Cause it's like, I can't follow that guy. Like he's, he's not playing it the same all the time. And I'm like, as long as you got the accents in the right place and you come into the song, come out of the song, like you're supposed to, it's almost like he's doing a guitar solo kind of the whole time, but uh, you know, you know, whatever you have got to love a song where, you know, you might be thinking that Lizzie again, maybe doing another woman. You don't know, like she leaves it to interpretation of whether she's talking about a guy or a girl. She does that on purpose, but again, it comes confident as hell, right? You gotta love about a song. It's like you'll be doing that other woman. Uh, you'll be thinking about me. So uh, good luck with that. Filthy Pooney strikes again. I love it. <laughs> I you didn't are, write these songs. You gotta say you are the horniest <laughs> oh, man I know. I didn't write these songs, and I know me. So all right, I am really. This is a this type of song. I am such a sucker for. A song like this that has a soaring, sweeping chorus, an emotional, like, I love this kind of stuff. I love it. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep referencing Shinedown. Shinedown does a lot of this stuff with their, with their choruses, and I love it. The, the verses are very cool, but that chorus just sucks me in. And the first time I heard this song, when I was listening to it, the, specifically the chorus two people popped into my head immediately that it sounded just like i played this song for my wife i told her it was hailstorm and i said i'm not going to tell you who i think this chorus sounds like but i want to see if we're on the same page and she nailed it her first pick she got it her second pick she got it now these are th- these are two pop stars that i that i really like i don't know how you guys feel about them sunny i know you're a modern pop guy i don't know when she hits this chorus, that could be either Pink singing that chorus, or that could be Kelly Clarkson singing that chorus. And it and it was amazing because what as I was listening to it, it I heard a lot more Pink, and that to me that's a compliment because I love Pink. Pink can do so many things with her vocal range, 
But that being said, great ballad. And I like, again, we talk about track listings on songs. You come out with two ballsy, kick-ass, sexy rockers. And then you come here, sexy lyrics, but it's a little bit more down-tempo. And I think it's great. All right. Bet you wish you had me back from the uh, Tesla version of how to write a song with you. Use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, written by Lizzie Hale, Howard Benson, and Bobby Huff. So the person that I wrote that's pop song that I thought of like this vocals and the song when it starts off talking about in the summer was my me. It reminded me of Taylor Swift doing mine. Yep. Okay. So that kind of thing. This is like what I hear on the radio when my kid plays music sometimes. Like these type of pop songs. Are, and you wouldn't think anything of it. But then you could play it hard. You could play it with like, you know, the guitars toned down and more keyboard and stuff. Or you can turn it up. It's also very Alanis-like. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. close your eyes and pretend I'm doing you again? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, God. The sounds we made, what, are, what, what kind of, what are we talking about here? What, what do you mean, sounds? Ooh. What kind of, what kind of sounds Ooh. you made? God damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> you, you biting and shit. Um, <laughs> this is easy something you would turn, flick the station, and your kid is listening to, uh, you know, top 40 stuff, and all of a sudden you'd hear this on the radio. No, think nothing of it. That's it a great is a point. pop song it's like a you know easy easy to take you can hear it anywhere and be like wow i like the solo for the first time i like the solo on this it goes with the song it's not just like quick let me just do a little instrumentation um and then go right back to this one actually plays with the melody in the background the song and it goes right into it just continues the same thing vocals are awesome she just rips up the vocals she's just incredible singer Holy shit, this is another very good song. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Because, you know, we're not talking about sex at all. Let's talk, let's go to the next song, Innocence. Hit it. <laughs> And then the lyrics, I guess you could say they get a little darker, right? We don't really know if she's talking about taking somebody's virginity by mistake. I don't know how you do that by mistake, really. Um, Music-wise, dude, that guitar riff in the verse 
with the accents on the drums. That is the Hailstorm sound. They do that a lot in a lot of songs in future albums. And then that whole thing where she where they just stop and she yells, follow me home at like timestamp about 215. Dude. So this is when I first I remember when I first heard the album and you get into the fourth song, you start realizing. Now, that's interesting. So this band does vocals probably as the most important drums is second and everything else afterwards. It's like RJ has a sound that makes it unique to Hailstorm. I don't think Lizzie would be able to do the same type of music without RJ, and RJ absolutely can't do it without Lizzie. That's absolutely right. But this song fills the arena when they do it live. This is an arena rock song. There's no doubt about it. Love it. Absolutely. Uh, I I love the tempo of this song. Again, track listing, you coming off, bet you wish you had me back kind of turn it up to like a nice awesome mid-tempo song a little darker not as kind of upbeat and of course the first note i have written for this song is what you said that scream Fo- follow me every time i listen to this even though i know it's coming it still kind of is like a gut punch it kind of just chills me because it, she does it so easily and and quickly how she just goes from zero to 60 with that I love the guitars in this. Uh, I, the the drums are spectacular, but they have some they have some kind of creative riffs and kind of guitar things that they do on these songs. Uh, another killer song. The chorus is spectacular. Uh, they have a knack for choruses, and I am a sucker for a melodic, emotional type of vocal chorus there. And this is another one. Innocence, written by Lizzie Hale, Howard Benson again. And Ben Moody, that's the guy from, uh, what do you call it there, uh, Evanescence, right? What do you call it? Evan- Evanescence. Yeah, yeah, Evanescence. That's yep. right. So lyrics, kind of uh, kind of like Fiona Apple. Yeah, Reminds I love that her. song, like, just like, she's like dirty. <laughs> she's like, she's, like, she's like dirty. Yeah. And I only come when you scream. When I heard this so many times in the playing and stuff, I'm like, all right, I got to look in the lyrics. I'm like, I got to look. Did she how did she, how did she how spell did she it? How is it written? How is it written? I'm like, God damn it. Like, ah, oh, man. But she, she did that on purpose. She, she did that on purpose oh, for you to know. not know. We know. She wants to take away your innocence. That's like, I've been a bad, bad girl just to break a man just because you can. Yep. Right. That's that old Fiona Apple kind of shit. Back when you like. Dude, should I be like turned on by this 12 year old looking girl? You know, that's <laughs> a little out there. The child don't follow me scream home. It's just, oh, it's somebody attention. There you go. You got it. I'm listening. Yep. Right. The vocals in crate. The sexual lyrics are fucking insane. Just, just so far, we're into song four. Okay. Everything is female empowerment powerful girl power all that shit not like yeah um like the opposite which is like like an nd nwa yeah i'm gonna go get pussy now suck my dick and do all that shit it's like (laughs) you know what i want to be sexy or if i want somebody i can have she's not like talking about like yeah i fucking 69 you and fucking all my friends like like guys later yeah like like, like (laughs) men do when we do our shit like when we talk 
like you know sexy lyrics that what we think are sexy lyrics when that bitch bends over like <laughs> this is different and it's well written like the sexual lyrics are not kiss sex lyrics they're not no. fucking poison lyrics they're like thought well thought out in like oh hey hey now hey how you how you doing you br- you bring up a good point that I maybe haven't made a specific comment on, but the song writing, the lyrical quality of this album is it it's just it's really 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 just ama- again amazing for a debut album, just really really well done. Yep. Uh, let's go grab some poison. Okay, so the first power ballad, and it's got that kind of eerie vibe. That's kind of a hailstorm thing, too. That comes up in later albums, the eerie vibe, just enough to make it feel a little Rob Zombie, pull it back, you know, that, that kind of feel a little bit. Um, I'm a sucker for that second voice thing, right? So, you know, when you hear this, take your time, take your time, right? Like, it's <laughs> just, I love that. The lyrics are sang with such like power and emotion because she's talking about this relationship. That's not that great. She can't really figure out how to leave it. She's supposed to leave it. She's not really sure. Um, but the, the vocals got power. It's got soul. It's got enough female, but not too much female. There's a rasp, but not too much rasp. It's high, but it's not too high. And then they hung on to that ballad thing about half song and then went epic. And I had, I had not seen the video in a long time. We'll talk about the video in a little bit, but I'm glad the way they did the video because it matches the epic of the song. Um, I think it's a great ballad. There's no guitar solo. And honestly, they didn't need one. Songs like this are some of my all time favorite in rock of a slow building powerful emotional ride that you go on and you start slow and it takes you someplace and you, you feel it as you're listening to it. And 
as the song increases, as the instruments get added, as the song progresses, when those, when that string section kicks in and her vocal range changes from the beginning of the song, when it was more subdued and kind of introductory, it, the song just, just takes off. And I just, the song itself, it it reminds me of Evanescence. We just met. It reminds me of something Evanescence would do. And I love that band. And I love Amy Lee's voice. Amy Lee's voice can sometimes be a little bit operatic, which sometimes I don't mind. Lizzie Hale's voice is better at this song than I think Amy Lee. Amy Lee would have done it justice, I think. But I think Lizzie Hale has a little bit more, for lack of a better word, kind of balls to her vocals that add something to this song. And I just, I don't, I just, I haven't stopped listening to this particular song. Just awesome stuff. Familiar Taste of Poison, written by Lizzie Hale, David Bassett, Howard Benson, David Ivory. So I heard this song. Like, okay, here's the ballad. Like, okay, it's building. It's building. Like, is it going to just stay like this? Where's the drum part? It's just like one verse late where you would expect it to come. I actually like that, that it's different. Like you think that it's gonna come in right in like the second verse, all of a sudden drums come in. Reminds me, and I'm not saying it's the same song. It's a, it's what I'm just saying that you hold it back just like Zeppelin and Stairway to Heaven, where like yep. when's the drums coming in? Or in the air tonight, right? When's the drums? Where's the drums? Come on, come on. I know it's coming. Like this, same thing. Like you you expect it early and it doesn't come till late. The lyrics are beautiful. They are. They're they're great lyrics, okay? The vocals are out of this world. Passionate as all fuck I listened to this I'm like should I be liking this Saw the video I'm like we'll get to the video But I'm like should I be liking this It must have been like their song because And then there's live versions of this song Where the crowd really gets into it And she gets all animated and does it And I'm like I don't I mean it's good But I'm like I'm not really feeling it that much Just today (laughs) I'm like Watching the video again to write down some notes uh, in case I want to remember. I'm like, good God, this song is fucking awesome. (laughs) I'm like, it fucking grew on me. And I'm like, it's one of those things. Like if we did this again in like two weeks, it would probably move more up the charts, but it's taken a while. It grows on you. It's a very good song. You okay if we go into the video? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's do it. It's like a film noir, right? From the Mm forties, like the black Dahlia. Kind exactly. of like that, and she's like gets murdered, and they find her in a swimming pool upside down and stuff. And uh, except like not like the movie. Remember the movie Black Dahlia with Hillary, but she's like a good looking Hillary Swank. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> not a not a not attractive uh, Hillary Swank. And you can kind of see where the short hair comes in because in the video when she's underwater and it's just her real close up, she's got a beautiful face. Oh God, yeah. But you know, and then I'm like, wait a minute, she looks like fucking what's her name from Star Wars, little Daisy Ridley there. And oh that. yeah. And I'm like, and I didn't notice it before. But regardless, she can pull off the fucking girl you want to like party with and, and just jump on the stage. In the mo- in in the video, not for you, uh, not for you. I'm thinking of Pearl Jam now. It's in my head. Oh, um, it's not you. It's not you. And then she can go back, and they, she could play like a glamorous actress in the 40s, and you would think nothing fucking of it. You're like, oh yeah, she was probably a movie star with Ava Gardner or somebody else in the 40s and stuff. 
unbelievable. And then I don't, I, I don't understand the the story because I'm thinking there's more more to it other than some dude fucking obviously poisoned her and her brother's the doctor, I think, that discovers that she was poisoned, says poison, and then they arrest the guy that did it. I think they're all band members that are playing the actors. I, I just not familiar with their faces, right? Yeah. So Josh was the husband. Joe was the detective. RJ was the more guy, more okay. guy. Yeah. And um, Josh had poisoned her lipstick. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. the lipstick that ended up killing her. I, I love the video. Her singing upside down oh, in the water oh, is a little freaky. That's oh, a little yeah. freaky. It, but you, yeah. your eyes are glued to it, aren't you? That's right. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The part I like is when she's kind of facing up when the song ends and then she kind of like closes her eyes as the song ends and it, it just adds it at like, this is when a well-made, like a story, not instead of a performance video, a story video just adds an extra punch to the song. It, it's different. Listen, listening to the song while watching the video is a different experience than just listening to the song. It's a little like the Paula Abdul video. Remember when she did the remake of Rebel Without a Cause with Keanu yeah. Reeves? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that old, now you're like you think of the song differently because there's a video story background. Yeah, exactly. But like, and then that one image when she at the end of the video, I thought you were going to say it, and it kind of closes, but then all of a sudden blood starts dripping out in mm-hmm. the water. That's yep. a fucking like whoever filmed this did a great job. Yeah. Except who's the fucking bad guy? The husband guy. Oh, the, the husband, Josh. That's the bass player. The bass yeah. player. So he yeah. went from looking like Rocky Dennis to the, he looks like fucking what's his name? I thought it was the guy. I thought for a minute it was the actor from fucking um, summer school. He looked like Chainsaw with his fucking <laughs> 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 Chainsaw. Remember Dave and Chainsaw? Yeah, Chainsaw and Dave, the horror yeah. movie guys. Yeah, Chainsaw yeah. was the black-haired guy with the yes. big nose, right? Yeah. Not the brown. Okay. Yeah, he looks like Chainsaw got arrested. Nice. Yeah, but that is a fucking very, very unique video. Whoever yep. filmed that did a great job. Yep, good. And kudos to them for that. Oh my God, back to these lyrics. Uh, what next? <laughs> you made a mistake on the day that you met me and lost your way. You saw all the signs, but you let it go. You closed your eyes I should have told you to leave Cause I knew all the time You couldn't handle me But you're hard to resist When you're on your knees Begging me I'll tear you down I'll make you bleed I'm not an angel. So here is, okay. Like I was mentioning at the beginning of the episode, there isn't very many songwriters, lyricists I listen to that like 
speak for me. Like there's things that I don't know how to say, right? And two of the top ones for me are Richie Cotton and Lizzie Hale, right? There's there's something about the way they write that uh, makes me feel the lyrics, if that makes sense. Because I'll tell you, I ain't an angel. Like I'm not easy to live with, right? I'm thank God my wife is. Right. So this whole song about like, I want to be with you, but you, you got to figure out like, I ain't exactly perfect. So when shit goes bad, like it's on you too, because you should know this before you like get in with me kind of thing. That crunch at 50 seconds, that, that little guitar, right before the, oh, just earworms. Yep. Right. And then bring it back down in the second verse. This is a tailor made song. Thank God I had already stopped drinking. This would have made it into the car from the bar with Tony singing in Q flat. This would have been one of those songs. There's no doubt about it. And then that play on words at the end, I'm starting to think maybe you like it that I'm not exactly an angel, right? So uh, just well, well written. And I think this is where you realize, and you guys have already talked about it, is it pop metal is it hard rock is it yeah power pop is it top 40 like you don't really know because i think you've heard it all by now you can hear different versions what you're saying you can hear different people do it like softer the same song same everything yeah. but just tone different instruments down and be on pop charts or you can fucking turn up the guitars a little and be like oh that's a metal song yeah it, it, but the one thing i would say to you sonny is like you talk about yeah you're not easy to live with you don't look like Lizzie Hale. So anybody else putting up with you should be like, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm a little difficult to do that. All right, see ya. <laughs> and you'd be like, wait, 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 don't go. Like Lizzie Hale, people are like, I'm not, I'm not, di- I'm difficult to be with. I'll take yeah, it. But, but look at you. <laughs> look at you. You can punch me in the face with a fucking bandsaw when we're done. I don't care. <laughs> So th- with this song, I love the introduction of like the acoustics during the uh, during the verses, kind of like the slow acoustics there. And then again, another another emotional chorus that kind of shows her vocals just taken off. And I love that the the part. I don't have wings, so flying with me won't be easy because I'm not an angel. And her voice is so. Ah, I, I she can do so many things, and everything she does with it works. She can sing about pain and anger and and love and sex and whatever tone she's using. It's effective and believable. And that is just that's a gift. You know, remind me of Tom when you were talking like this. It reminds me of fucking the scene in Slapshot. Like there one part you got fucking the goalie. They are so beautiful. (laughs) And then you got Mo saying. This is an art. This is sex. <laughs> this is sex. You make me sick when you speak, Maurice. <laughs> they ought to show more of a wrath. That's us talking. Like, you know, her vocals, the fucking lyrics. And then, like, dude, look at her fucking ass. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, like, like pretty much. You're conflicted. You don't know whether to be like respectful and appreciative or just be like, I'm a fucking hornball. Like, I the, can't deal with this. The comments on this episode are going to be like, Jesus, no wonder you haven't done a female fronted artist before. <laughs> They're going to be like, dude, we're going to have a contest. Which one of you guys are going to be on a fucking uh, sex crimes from this 
to the she episode between the two of them. They're gonna be like, you guys need therapy. To make up for this, we'll do a Grim Reaper album next month. <laughs> How to lose a boner in one second. Exactly. All so right. Juice, I'm not an angel. I'm not an angel. Lizzie Hale, Howard Benson again. Marty Fredrickson. That's the guy that was the singer for Almost Famous. And then the other one is Cara DeGuardi. And that's the female judge from American Idol that was on there only because she was a great like songwriter slash producer. So this is the type of talent she surrounded herself with. Well, I should keep stop saying she, the band, wink, wink, surrounded themselves with to create this awesome album. So lyrics again, I'll make you bleed internally. Dude, give me two minutes. I will bleed internally for two minutes. With <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Would you? Uh, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll fucking take a punch by Mike Tyson in his prime to be with her. <laughs> kidding me? But again, you got to be one tough, secure man to be with her or female to fly with me. Won't be easy. Hurting you when it's hurting me again, just well thought out, awesome lyrics. You can interpret them one way or another. It's stuff where you can, again, this you have that conflict that we've talked about, Tom, where we always say about Kiss like, I can put these lyrics up there, I'm not embarrassed. That, you know, you put up a black dime and you put up other some, some other song, yep. and then you got the fucking <laughs> read my read body. My body. <laughs> That's, all, that's always the go-to shit song when we talk about kiss lyrics. <laughs> oh, what's the fucking awful one off a of crazy night? Oh, what? Oh, bang, when, when you, you? Oh, that's I thought you were gonna say when your when your walls come down. <laughs> what? Hey, diddle diddle. Yeah, the cats and the fiddle, or whatever the fuck. He's just settle down, Paul, with your fucking nursery rhymes. You know these lyrics are fucking something you can say. Like, dude, this yeah. is an artist that's a favorite artist of mine. Read her lyrics. Read what she's always talking about. I, I'm I'm super impressed, and the vocals are off the charts as usual. Yep. So, anyways, that's I'm not an angel. Let's go to the next one. were you expecting so this is basically your fucking chuck song right it's like this whole you know we're a funner song but 
you do realize this was a one night stand, right? You thinking about another lullaby? Like you, you think about hitting this again? You better think again. Fuck off. You know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> everything about you makes me scream. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. But and the then, next line's even better. <laughs> oh dude, that, that second verse is absolute lyrical gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe we'll, if you guys don't talk about it, maybe we'll talk about it, but the song's almost at a punk pace. It's got that little bit of an industrial Rob zombie kind of aggressive feel to me. Um, but that whole, I never was right. And that, Hey, 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 those are all earworms. So like live it's RJ doing, singing the, I never was. So you, you hear Lizzie singing the song and then the drummer is doing the I never was, I never was, which is really cool. Um, but this song, dude, I, I don't think I've ever heard a funner song about, yeah, I did you now get the hell away from me. Like I, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh my God, this song, I don't know where to go. Well, first of all, to start off, you, you brought up Rob Zombie. Uh, John five is a co-writer on this song. So that could have ended because because you're right. This is a very like aggressive. This is you go from I'm not an angel to this, and it's like fucking a big 180. The riff is just insane. You brought up that whole thing about I never was. Every time she says a line, you got that in the background, and then when that chorus comes in again, it it oh my god! And when she when she screams and hits that high note of you must be high. It is again, you, you start to feel like you, you start to feel bad. Like, is she singing? Like, did I do something wrong? Cause I feel like she's yelling at me right now. Like she sings with such com, com, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? She s- sings with, with such a, a confidence, passion. confidence, passion. Yeah. That Emotion. every word, every, every word is like, God damn. And when she says, be a man and get off your knees, it's like, oh, my God, I feel like, like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It's like (laughs) just an unbelievable. This song fucking rips. And there's so many songs we we go through. We're going through the track listing. I know. I know. uh, You know, it's not you. And and I get off with the big ones. A song like this. My God, it should have been a big hit. Oh, I love it. Oh, killer. What were you expecting? Written by Lizzie Hale, Howard Benson, John Lowry, and um, James Michael. Yeah, and John Lowry um, is John Five. I yeah, why. and James yep. Michael is the guy from Six AM. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the beginning chorus, I, it sounds boom, boom, bam, boom, boom, bam. I thought it was. It sounds like Primus's Winona's Big Beaver. Oh Remember that God! Song? Yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, bam, boom, boom, bam. Except didn't have the crazy, <laughs> stupid bass in there. But yeah, it's I'm like, what the fuck is this? This song's gonna be different. But then it goes out of that and comes back into the normal type. This is a big fuck you type of song to for to somebody who thinks they're all that. You, again, you have to be the most fucking confident person to be with this person because she will treat you like shit, and I will take it. So if there's an offer out there. <laughs> I will take the abuse. <laughs> you can fucking tell me to like, what are you thinking? Get the fuck out of here. I don't care how much you emasculate me. You can come on this podcast and emasculate me. I'll take two minutes. Wow. I don't care. All right. Does it matter to me? I don't know about you guys, but uh, unless Sonny cuts me in line. But um, 
nice quick short solo. Uh, I will tell you this uh, song. You know, this is the one that it catches you by surprise. This is the uh, Sun and Steel for me on this album. Yep. This is the one that, like, no one talked about. No one said anything to expect it. I picked it up on my own. There are things that certain people do, and you talk about these earworms, things that we all like in music. The I never was shit in the background, back and forth, the callback that's going on throughout the whole song. I fucking love that shit, okay? Yep. The you must be high scream. First of all, the fact that someone's like, you mu- that expression that we say every day yeah, became be part high. of the song. What are you high? You mu- you must be high if you think that this is anything other than what we just did. Yep. You must be high, and she's screaming that a, a little bit of a whole kind of a Courtney Love whole kind of scream, and I fucking love that. I I can't say enough. I I think this this song is a standout track. It's just awesome. Ballsy, ballsy. Uh, let's go to the next one. Hate heartbreak. Give it all away. Take it all away. Um, all right. So Lizzie, you guys don't know this, but she started on p- piano. But you gotta l- love a woman that says in an interview, at some point, you have to choose whether you want to be James Hepfield or you want to be Elton John. I chose James Hepfield. Nice. Right? So the guitar riff and the verses, the drums are creating that. I'll just say hailstorm patented groove again. Then the second guitar enters during the second half of the verse. It, the the solo is short. It fits. It's enough. It's just, it's unbelievable the message that can be shared in a ballad, a sexy song, a fun song, and a more metal type song. So uh, I really like this song. It, it's It's a little more metal though, right? Definitely. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, the only problem I have with this song is uh, um, it kind of loses its groove a little bit for me when it gets into that give it all away, take it all away. I get it. It adds to the to the, to the structure and the, and the texture of the verses, and, and I understand why it's there. The chorus saves this song. Not that it really needs saving, but another just just singing to the heavens, just a, a, a soaring vocal 
that she's doing and the the chorus is just spectacular we'll we'll we can talk about the video when we go around to zeus but um yeah it, it's definitely a harder rocking like edgier type of type of song for the album love hate heartbreak lizzie hale howard benson tommy henriksen um a couple things first thing i wrote vocals are insane Lyrics are awesome. Again, this is in that vein of this could be a pop song, could be on the radio, could be a more hard rock song. It could go either way. The solo is nice and short and kind of met. Like a lot of these solos, except for a couple, are not very melodic or they're non-existent in a lot of these songs too. And I think you're right, Sonny, where the, the focus is on the singer and the focus is on the drummer. Not very many bands, the, the guitarist, the only one I can think of, is uh, like Motley Crue, where the guitarist isn't like the most, the biggest focal point or the top two focal point. Mm-hmm. Whereas Motley Crue, the other three are bigger focal points in McMars. The chorus and it haunts you and it haunts uh, are fantastic. Yep. But I like the give it all away, take it all away. And she keeps saying that in those callbacks. I like that shit. It built like that almost like a little like machine gun. Give it all away. Take it all. I, I like that stuff. Again, I wouldn't be surprised. Someone told me, oh, yeah, that was the top 10 hit in 2010. Okay. I, I believe you. Great song. Next. <laughs> Better sorry than safe. So obviously everybody's heard better safe than sorry saying in their life. I love it when a songwriter makes something clever out of something that has been said for eons, right? The lyrics are absolutely perfect here because there's a, look, I don't quite get why I ain't happy. So there's a little bit of a victim. But I ain't taking no chances, so basically I'm going to get out. And I don't know if you noticed, but in the first verse, it was, I wake and I plan my escape. And on the second verse, I wake and I make my escape, right? So there's there's a storytelling happening. And like I said, she doesn't quite know what's wrong, but she's basically just going to say peace out. There is absolutely not enough words for me on this song. One of my favorite songs of all time by any band ever. This is straight out of my personal diary. There is no doubt about it, 
right? This would be in my top 25 songs of all time kind of thing. Um, probably giving away a little bit on the rankings later, but, uh, anytime this, when I hear the song live and I've heard them, I've seen them 12 times, probably like the minute this song starts, like my mood changes because when you, and you guys know when you, you guys were talking about it on the single soundtrack a little bit. It's like when mm-hmm. that song connects, that brings out feelings of stuff that you felt before. It's a totally different feeling in a tie to a band. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when people are giving this album a chance, they'll be like, what the hell's all the hubbub about this? It's like, guys, just go back to something that connects with you. And that's why it's a hubbub for me. Yep. No, good point. Yeah. It's a great kind of mid tempo, like rocker ballad type song. This is another song. Kind of like when we said, bet you wish you had me back. This could have been another song that, that could have been maybe pink could have taken it and made it like a top 40 hit. I mean, it's, it's tailor made for that. It's a well crafted song and we've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. The versatility of this band to be able to kick your ass with a rock song and then to slow it down with something like this or, you know, to do so many different things, I think is is just it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good song. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I like it as much as Sonny, but as we've mentioned before on, on Jar of Flies and on singles, when a song connects to you, that elevates your love of that song than maybe somebody that doesn't have that connection. But that being said, it's a, it's another good tune for sure. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I just like doing just sunny when he gets passionate. doesn't happen often when he gets really passionate about something. I love the song. It's a great song written by Lizzie Hale, Cody Hansen, and Brian Howes, if I'm saying that correctly. Yep. Howes. And uh, Sonny. So I, I know what you mean. Country music does that all the time. Takes a phrase, changes it around. Uh, I'll give you one off the top of my head. Um, Tim McGraw. It's a business doing pleasure with you. About him oh, having yeah. to buy her yeah. shit to keep her yep. fucking happy. Yeah. <laughs> right? So things like that. I I, I get it. I, I love that song. Especially if it's done clever. This is like a pop type of song. And Pink could have had this this could have been a pink top 10 hit top five hit you wouldn't think anything of it and yep. like, oh hailstorm is covering it okay and they made it more rock another well done song it it also begins in the beginning part mends me of like a little bit of a rock set it must have been love mm. things like that the pop kind of it the good vo- vocal work uh you know it's a green grass is greener type of philosophy no room to breathe wishes he cheated to make it easy to dump his ass. Yep. Right? Again, it's like I I I'm maybe in the future album, Sonny, if I get into them, I'll, I'll wait for the song where she says, you know what? I'm satisfied. I met the love of my life. I don't need anything else. You're a good person. Like everybody else is just not cutting it for her. Nobody is enough. Nothing is enough. Uh, again, just need two minutes. <laughs> minutes. Nice solo. Back to the song. The vocals and the lyrics. I mean, what are you going to say? Yep. It just, yeah, this is a fucking talented person. Oh, next one with the word dirty in it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Go ahead.
dirty work. So back to the aggressive riff. This whole build it all the way through the chorus and end it with a gang vocals and then bring it back down in the second verse, right? Even though it's dirty lyrics. <laughs> My royal garden needs a hired hand. Plant oh. your seed, darling. <laughs> My roses are in your hands. That is insane. Uh, Paul was going shit nuts in 2009 because the last song he wrote was Modern Day Delilah. And he's wondering how the fuck he missed in this. But here's where, all right, I want to share you with uh, some lyrics with you from a later album. Okay? So yeah. listen up here because I think you're going to maybe like these lyrics. Just to give you an idea of where she grew to. I think we should make out. In a few hours, you're getting on a plane. There's a pretty safe bet you'll never see me again. I love your accent. I wonder how it'll sound when you come. Let's see if blondes and brunettes are more fun. I'm on the very top floor, room 1334. There's a king-size bed, but we can do it on the floor. Turn your cell phone off. Leave a sign on the door that says, do not disturb. And if I were you, I'd bring your girlfriend too. Two is better than one. Three is better than two. Leave a sign on the door the whole night through saying, do not disturb. God damn. Yikes. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. The song is called Do Not Disturb. Go check it out. You will love the song. Oh, and it man. just kind of gives you an idea of she gets even more forward. I love it. It's like I can push the envelope even farther. I don't I need it. to say it's my roses in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love it. No, this song, this song just rips. I mean, what a cool riff. That section where the bridge goes into the chorus. It's a, it's another kick-ass rock chorus with with melody like they've been doing. And uh, it, it's kind of got a little bit of a the, the, the drum beat kind of shuffles along as it leads itself into the chorus. But I love that. Like, like I love the, that repetitive, like hard rock and like m- almost metal type chorus. Uh, just an, another another killer tune here. You know, they just keep knocking it out. Dirty work. Lizzie Hale, Gavin Brown, and Cara again, Dio Guardi. Get on your knees. Bow to your queen. No fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Young, willing, and able. I think we all have at least one of those three. We're all willing. I don't know if we're able and we're not young. Oh, I'm so, able. I'm not young. Uh, <laughs> I'm not able to keep up with that. Two, I'm, I'm able, able to go for, for two minutes with her. Yeah, two minutes. Minute interval, interval. Uh, honestly, the chorus is kind of weak. Do my dirty. This is the only one that I just. Uh, but if this is the weakest part of this whole album, that chorus, then good God, they're off to a fucking awesome start. The line of the chorus sounds like the chorus. There's a part where he goes, oh, it almost sounds like that part in Dream On. Do you oh, know what yep, I'm talking about? Yep. yep. Oh, 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 yeah. A decent song. Not much of to it than that. Okay. Let's finalize this with the last track. You had your heart set on an angel's kiss. Maybe it's days to bliss. Maybe a long white dress and a fistful of flowers. You wrapped your arms around a murderer. Pretending it didn't hurt Every time I cut 
didn't know by now none of these songs have anything to do with love (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) so they end with nothing to do with love you realize that they do a good job of kind of letting the vocal melodies breathe create the mood and melody nothing becomes too overbearing if there's a guitar going to do something drums going to do something you got your time and that's why some of this stuff comes off well live but their songs now we've heard metal we've heard pop we've heard rock this is why they go out with Alice Cooper or they're eighties enough to go out with Lita Ford or they're pop enough to go with Eric church, or they can, I've seen them with disturbed. I've seen them with a sevenfold. Like it doesn't really matter. And honestly, the monsters of rock cruise, which is basically all eighties hair metal bands, number one, most requested band on the cruise hailstorm. Right. Wow. So nice. these guys have connect, have figured out a way to connect with the entire genre, no matter where you're in, as long as you can get exposed to them. Yep. Right. That yeah. that's, and that's uh anytime that I kind of befriend a new rock fan, right. It's like, Hey, have you heard Hailstorm? You might want to check this out. And normally they get hooked, but uh great song and you know, another fucking Chuck song. And I still want her to be my Valentine. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Another just spectacular chorus that with where she just her vocals just take off. You came, you fell, you thought this was something else, and then when she has this has got nothing to do with love, then you kind of get like that, like metallic, almost like that gutter, like that scream underneath that kind of gives a song a little bit more edge than it normally would have. Where it's like this has this has got nothing to do with you. Beg, you plead, you wanted more than you could keep. Oh, this song it checks off all those boxes. It's got it's got melody. It's got just a kick-ass riff like uh, it this is a standout track for me on this album for sure this is a this is a great way to end the album nothing to do with love by lizzie hale david bassett howard benson very poppy i just put like i like the verses better than the chorus Uh, i like the riff the vocals of course outstanding sometimes i get so so bored of you boy (laughs) i'm not the one you want to give your heart to I don't give a fuck about my heart to you. (laughs) (laughs) Just God damn. Awesome. Awesome way to end an album. Awesome way. And that's the last one. Nothing to do with love. Final thought. Yeah. For me, uh, this album is super personal to me. Uh, Lizzie, since we know you're listening, probably uh, your music and message connected to this middle-aged guy. I've told you that personally. You were great to the kids. We met you a couple of times. And I've got two girls. Uh, one is uh, 18. The other one's 17. And they got into Hailstorm in their early, early teens, even a little bit before that. They, you know, neither one really listens to Hailstorm a ton now, but they both love music. And I think 
Lizzie being the confident female helped with that. So I appreciate that. I listen to Hailstorm every single week. And Hailstorm's one of my favorite bands of all time. I listened to the album again last night. Still gives me chills listening to some of the songs. I just love Hailstorm, period. Yeah, like I said, I knew a little bit about this this uh, this this band. I knew a couple of songs off this album, uh, but wow, what a what what an awakening, a pleasant surprise to realize that this is a this is one of those rare top to bottom albums. There's nothing there's nothing skippable on this song. I would throw this album in on shuffle, and I would love everything that came across. It's bands like this, you know. I've mentioned it before, kind of you know, kind of like you refer to like that modern rock sound. You know, a lot of them are are similar and. She she just takes Hailstorm to a level that they deserve to be at. A great album, great pick, Sonny. Yeah, Sonny. For me, I I I told you I started this episode with me clapping and thanking you because yeah, I would never have heard of this band. Well, I've heard of them, but I would never be listening to this band. I would never got onto. This is why I love doing the album review crew with you guys. Yep, I love when Tom picks an album that I can get passionate about. I love if Sonny picks an album that I know nothing about and I got into. So far, there are three albums I had to purchase that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Load, Peace of Mind, and Hailstorm. All three of them hit them out of the park. Mm-hmm. I love all three of them. Yep. Uh, all three of them will always be on my playlist or always in my shuffle. Uh, I, I can't say enough about it. Uh, when we rank these, I, I, I we'll get to that part yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But thankfully, we've yet to get to the an album that I'm like, this fucking album sucks. Right. <laughs> um, yep. I was worried about this when you picked this because I knew nothing about them. And I don't remember. I'm, I hear more people bragging about Nita on online about hotness than Lizzie Hale, believe it or not. I don't know what fucking they're smoking these days. Well, Nita, Nita pre-lips was Yes. Smoking, smoking <laughs> hot before the collagen and all that fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. Now, now it's just yeah. way overboard. But yeah, uh, I, I just I, I got to commend you, Sonny. Great pick, great selection. Mm-hmm. So now we get to the fun part. We get to do the um, song selection and who picked what, where. So there are eleven tracks. So Sonny, you are picking first. What do you have as song 11? So these rankings will be interesting because I've lived with this album the longest. Tom, somewhere in the middle, we got a newbie to the album, basically. My number one is solid. My two through 11 are literally interchangeable. So I don't think we're going to be anywhere near each other in the rankings. My number 11 was Bet You Wish You Had Me Back. Okay. So I'll preface my my. My uh, rankings here. First of all, Sonny is going to absolutely cut my head off with my last ranked song, but that's okay. (laughs) But my point is, this is a rare album that we've done here where my, my top two are interchangeable depending on my mood. After that, I could have ranked these by throwing a dart because I wouldn't have been, if my 11th song came in at fourth i would have been like that's fine if my fourth song and what and that to me is a compliment to the album of how strong and consistent it is so that being said i want to break the bad news to sunny that at number 11 is better sorry than safe okay. and and i like and i like the song yeah. i like the song but as we say all the time something needs to be 
at a number. So, and your favorite songs last. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Better sorry than safe. Yeah. Uh, number eleven for me, uh, "Dirty Work." Now, okay. I want to add something too before I, we go through the rest of these. This album, and when we go to the selection, it may not be a little bit different. When we go to whole albums. This was the closest thing that I have to Bon Jovi's debut album for me. Wow. I, I always say Bon Jovi's debut has nothing bad on it. I like all the songs. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that says, oh, my God, that's fucking horrible. Yep. Nothing on this album. My number 11 may be number six if we did this in six months. I like Dirty Work. It's not a bad song at all. It's very good. But something had to be there. And that's how I feel about Bon Jovi's debut album. Same thing. A lot of just good songs. But go ahead. Sonny, back to you, number 10. My number 10 might surprise Tommy. What were you expecting? He's right. my number that, 10. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's just... That's he sent just, me a text earlier. I'm like, oh, he's not going to be happy with my rank. just ridiculous. Okay. Okay. A touche. No, but, <laughs> but honestly, like Zeus said it, uh, this is the... Th- to find an album where you're not like, oh, I hope I hope this song plays instead of that song. Like to find an album where you like you are excited for whatever pops up on the shuffle. That's rare. Like that is rare. And and, and this is that album. Number ten for me is I'm not an angel. All right, number ten for me is nothing to do with love. <laughs> what? I told no, you. No, I'm just all over the place. No, I'm just. This is great. Oh, so that's going to be your number one. Then. Okay. No, 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 no. I think what's going to be funny is when we try to pick the four songs for the poll. They're because usually, be you, usually it's easy, but go ahead. Number nine for me is Love, Hate, Heartbreak. That's my number nine. You guys are insane. <laughs> um, okay, number nine to me, uh, I'm Not an Angel. Okay. Number eight for me is Nothing to Do with Love. Wow, what is happening here? Uh, number eight for me is Dirty Work. Number eight for me, Innocence. <sighs> number seven for me, <laughs> Familiar Taste of Poison. Do you even like Hailstorm? <laughs> I knew you guys How? I've been with this album. For 10 years. I think everybody's number one pick has already been picked by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Been picked by the other people. Like So the number one pick is going to be all, over, all the over the place. All right. Number seven for me is Bet You Wish You Had Me Back. Number seven for me, Sonny. Familiar Taste of Poison. <laughs> <laughs> number six for me is Innocence. Number six for me is It's Not You. Oh, wow. Um, number six for me, I get off <laughs> a couple times this episode. <laughs> <laughs> number five for me, dirty work. Number five for me is innocence. Oh. Number five for me, bet you wish you had me back. Number four for me, I'm not an angel. Really? Wow. Yeah. Number four for me, I get off. Ooh, you do. God damn. <laughs> uh, number four for me, it's not you. 
All right. Number three for me, I get off. Number three for me, nothing to do with love. Number three for me, love, hate, heart, break. Wow. Number two for me is it's not you. Number two for me is what were you expecting? This could, my one and two could have been shuffled depending on my mood. Right now, my mood is to have this at number two. Number two, better sorry than safe. Wow. My number one is better sorry than safe. Jesus Christ. We're all, that was my last, that was my 11. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you guys, and you guys shit all over my number one pick, which was familiar taste of poison. Wow. That's your number one taste. That's it. That's my number one taste. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's your number one pick. Yes. Yes. You guys probably weren't paying attention. Do you know what my number one pick is? What were you expecting? Yep. Oh, that song fucking rips. Oh, that song fucking rips. Yep. God, you must be high. I'm going to scream that every time Sonny makes a pick for the future of this, this show. You must be high. We got to we gotta cut. You got to edit out that clip and just drop it in there. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> just, you must be high. Every yep. time Sonny makes a pick. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. All right. So the top four, which may be the song for the poll, I guess. Perfect. Coming in at a total of 14, better sorry than safe. Coming at at 13, tied for 13. What were you expecting? Tied for 13 was I get off. And number one was it's not you. It's not you was number one with a two, a six, and a four. I knew that (laughs) I get off and it's not you would be there because that's like the most, the two most popular. But I can't believe that. I mean, I think it just, again, that just speaks volumes about the type of album this is that my 11th ranked song that I like was your number one and Zeus's what number, number two? two. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's just, that just tells you, but, uh, oh no, now, now here comes the fun part. Oh, wow. Ooh, yikes. So now we're going to do album covers, comparing it to all the other albums we reviewed so far on the album review crew. So the album covers we reviewed are Appetite for Destruction, Slide It In, OU812, Super Unknown, Pyromania, Load, Peace of Mind, Bon Jovi, Blizzard of Oz, Jar of Flies, Winger, Singles, Soundtrack, Mechanical Resonance, and Odyssey. Now we're doing Hailstorm's debut. Yeah, so right now my rankings are from one to last. Peace of Mind, Slide It In, Blizzard, Pyromania, Appetite, Tesla, Bon Jovi, Singles, Winger, Super Unknown, Jar of Flies, Odyssey, and OU812. And Hailstorm is going to go in between Tesla and Bon Jovi at number seven. Nice. Okay. I do not have an updated list of the rankings. I'll read it to you. Prepared as usual, I see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. It's better, better, better sorry than safe, so. Hey, you must just sounded like I better get him. You know, I get some meatloaf before I decide make my decision. Yeah, if you give me my album rankings, I like to know where I Lizzie Hales in this thing. I got a poster of her, so <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to use any tape to stick it to the wall. Um, yours is Blizzard of Oz, Peace of Mind, Appetite for Destruction, Pyromania, Mechanical Resonance, Slide It In, Odyssey. Jar of Flies, 
Super Unknown, single soundtrack, Bon Jovi, Winger, Load, Oh, you wait, what do I say every time ever this comes up? It's I do never. not understand. It's just the band pick. Nothing will ever. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But that's now an inside joke where that is never going to not be last for me. Oh, my goodness. But Hail, Hailstorm is going to go right behind Slide It In for me. Oh, it's ahead of uh, Odyssey. Yeah, Lizzie Hale's a little bit better looking than Ingve. <laughs> so, although Ingve's hair is very Ingve is handsome, Lizzie's even even robotic steampunk Lizzie Hale is is good. So, well, you also got Anthony Kiedis, <laughs> Greta Thunberg, <laughs> and fucking <laughs> Rock. <laughs> What's the matter with you, Rocky Dennis? Oh God, oh, in steampunk attire. <laughs> All right, my rankings. Blizzard of Oz, Appetite, Peace of Mind, Slide It In, Pyromania, Jar of Flies, Mechanical Resonance, Super Unknown, Singles, OU812, Bon Jovi, Odyssey, Winger, and Load. I am putting Hailstorm just underneath Bon Jovi and above Odyssey. It, nice. It would have like done better. Like, it's another one of those, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's done so much better. But it's still Lizzie Hale, but the, just and it's interesting because I can yeah. laugh about it and come up with like, who does this guy look like? Oh, that's Rocky Dennis. Yeah, I'm gonna pick him. <laughs> Rocky Dennis. Oh. He looks like chainsaw from fucking. <laughs> right. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, oh dude, great- that is fucking epic. It's a great out of the nowhere movie because yeah. like it's like Mark Harmon and Kirstie Out, two TV actors in this fucking movie. One of the most underrated, under the radar 80s comedies. So good. And I believe that movie started the whole two dumb stoner blonde brunette type characters. Probably after that. Uh, Bill and Ted's came out. Beavis and Butthead came out. Wayne, right? yeah. Wayne and uh, Garth came out. Yep. The two different, you know, I think that's what started off. Anyway, yep. so we're going to go to album rankings now. This is the best albums that we've ranked so far. Sonny, you want to read yours? So right now I have it from one to last. Slide it in. Appetite. Tesla. Pyromania. Winger, Peace of Mind, Bon Jovi, OU812, Blizzard of Oz, Odyssey, Single, Super Unknown, Jar of Flies, and Load. Hailstorm is the fourth best album I own, period. And we haven't talked about the other three albums, so this is my number one album. Oh! Holy shnikes. I, I thought it might happen, but I, I wasn't sure. Wow! God damn. All right. So I think I have this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to read my list. Zeus, I might. All right. Uh, Mechanical Resonance, number one. Singles, number two. Pyromania, Jar of Flies, Appetite, Odyssey, Blizzard, Super Unknown, Load, Slide It In, Winger, OU812, Bon Jovi, Peace of Mind. Okay. This is very, very difficult for me to rank. And that is because this is. This is a new album competing against like long time, like classics, but it's an album that even though it's new to me, I I just, I just love everything about it. 
And because it has no skips on it, I can't make it. I can't put it higher than this, this particular album because I've loved this album longer, but I'm going to put this. Ah, this is, this is tough. This is fucking tough, dude. Yeah. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to put this behind Odyssey and above Blizzard of Oz because of the unskippability of it. I love Blizzard of Oz. I love Super Unknown. I love Load. I love all those albums that are beneath it, but they have one or two or three songs that are kind of, eh, that's okay. There's none of that on Hailstorm for me. Okay. So my rankings, Blizzard of Oz, Pyromania, Appetite, Mechanical Resonance, Singles, Jar of Flies, Bon Jovi, Super Unknown, Slide It In, Peace of Mind, Load, Odyssey, OU812, winger for me i could tell you right now it's easy that it again for me i have no skippers on this yeah the problem this album has i would say this album has a bunch of like sevens and sixes yep i can see that nothing fours and threes and twos okay it has like maybe one eight and above for me that's what the issue is so this is a new album that i got into like sunny's peace of mind and your load I'm going to put your this in, load. Yeah. I, your I, load. I wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> I'm putting this at number 12. So wow. okay. I'm putting this right underneath load and above Odyssey. Okay. For me, load and peace of mind have songs that are like nines and uh, nines or above. Like load has, I've gotten to the point where there's a bunch of songs that I really like on it. Yep. Maybe a couple duds, but it's also got like 14, 15 tracks. Peace of Mind has a lot of good songs on it, and I don't think there's a dud on it. Maybe a couple in the end on Peace of Mind that we've talked about, but the other ones that are great, like The Trooper, come on. And I like this album. I told you, this song, this album reminds me of Bon Jovi. I don't think there's anything bad on it. Nothing. So Yeah, for, and for I me... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, but I just don't have the familiarity like I do with Bon Jovi, the sentimentality right. that I've had with that. Yeah, for me, it, it's difficult because, you know, when I look at my list, I'm like, okay, I'm going to say that Hailstorm is better than Super Unknown. Well, that's easy. Well, for you, it is. But for me, Super Unknown is, there's holes in that album. So if I'm going mm-hmm. to, we're getting to the point, and I think I say this every episode, and forgive me for sounding like a broken record. We're getting to the point now where ranking these albums is increasingly difficult, borderline impossible. And my last ranked album, I still really like Peace of Mind. I still really like Bon Jovi. I don't know. I feel like I need to like defend my picks because I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, the fuck can you have Hailstorm above Super Unknown and slide it in? I'm like, I, I don't know. Today, today, that's the rankings. And Zeus, you always say when we ask our guests on the show of the Murph questions, when we say, what's your favorite Kiss song, favorite Kiss album? We always say, today. These are my rankings today. And that's all I can do. So. One interesting note I want to make, and that is in the last two to three weeks in in season two, the last two to three episodes, excuse me, two number ones have been picked by us. Yeah. Your Mechanical Resonance and Sonny's Hailstorm. That's right. Mine was Blizzard of Oz, which was album, I think, number nine we did. I'm not sure. But I think Uh, Blizzard of Oz was nine. Okay. Um, I, I just, you know what? It, it, it's uh, it's competitive. Even the Winger album at fifteen for me, I mm-hmm. like it. 
I can yep. listen to it. I don't really skip anything on it. Yeah. I'll play it through. And that's 15. So we're at the point now that someone's like, oh, you just put Hailstorm at 12? Yeah, but I really like that album. Yep. I like Odyssey. Ah, OU812 is a couple songs I really like. And then ah, a lot of... Ugh. Yeah. And Winger, yeah, you know, it, it, they got some good songs on there. Not mm-hmm. great, but good songs. So that's how we're looking at these things. I don't know about you, Phil. Like, do you hate Peace of Mind, Sonny? I mean, Tom and Sonny, do you hate Load and Jar of Flies? Look, I'm, I'm on record when we did the Peace of Mind, but I'm not a huge Iron Maiden fan. There's a lot of songs on that, on that album that I just will never like listen to. That's an album that I might not really go out of my way to listen to again in its entirety because Iron Maiden is like a hits band for me. You know, like I, I, I like Sun and Steel. I'm glad I discovered that song. We did that album review, but that that's an album that, you know, I, I'm I'm just not an Iron Maiden fan. So mm-hmm. that's why that's where it is. Sonny? Yeah, for me, the first six albums that I have on my list, I wouldn't skip a song. After that, there's at least one song I skip. And the closer it gets to like Load and Jar of Flies, there's even more. Like yep. it just, that's just how my list goes. But do you, there are songs that you like on and you would oh, yeah, these albums. Yeah. Yeah. Every album's had songs. I like, there's no doubt about that. I rewarded, I wrote, I, I rewarded hailstorm in my, my mind of ranking a song that is, 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 is strong from top to bottom where every song for me is an eight, nine, or even a borderline 10 that deserves a high rank. I can't just because it's older. I'm sorry, just because it's more recent and I'm not 100% familiar with it doesn't change the fact that the song is un, it's an unskippable album for me. So that's why I gotcha. ranked it that high. Yep. Wow. Well, great job. Great pick, Sonny. Excellent Let's stuff. Let's go um, to this. Sonny, you, what makes you rock hard? So I don't know if you guys have ever seen the TV show on TNT, Animal Kingdom. Oh, I've seen heard, that show. I've heard of it. I have not gotten into it yet. I know friends from work who love it. Yeah. So it's, it's based on a 2010 Australian film of the same name. And it just got signed on for a sixth and final season. But it's been around since 2016. This TV show is part Point Break, part Mafia. With a woman in charge, Ellen Barkin is the mom of all the brothers. She's the woman in charge. Then there, you've got a Scott Speedman, who's the adopted son. You got Sean Hattesey, who's the crazy son. You got the Ben Robeson, who's the druggy son. You got Jake Weary, who's like the surfer, youngest gay son. Then you got the women. They pull jobs. They try not to hurt anybody. They try to have dinner together every night. So it's kind of got this weird dynamic. I'm surprised. It's only going to go six seasons because Ellen Barkin, she's looking a little rough nowadays. Oh, yeah, <laughs> looking, looking rough. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if she was ever super hot anyway, but she does a great job playing this kind of pseudo-mafia boss. There's just as, um, uh, as much ass-kicking and gun-toting there than there is, you know, making fruit salad and stakes for, you know, the, the family. Like it's, it's a really cool show. You should check it out. Animal kingdom. Nice. Got it. 
All right. So for me, is it a TV show I discovered on Amazon Prime Video? Um, one of the most creative and unique and hard to explain TV shows I've ever watched. It's a show called Fortitude. I think I shared it with you guys on our group text chat. It's described as a horror psychological thriller, and that's probably the best way that it could be described. So the show takes place um, in a in a fictional a fictional section of the Arctic, the, the 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 region of Norway that's up in the Arctic, and the name of the settlement is called Fortitude. And it's one of those like small, everybody knows everybody. You know, there's like three cops, there's like one doctor. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody what they do. And it starts off as kind of like a murder mystery. You know, somebody gets killed. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. Crime doesn't happen here in four two. What's going on? And then as the show goes on, it turns into horror, medical science, horror, like Arctic research suspense. Like it, it, it's the, it's one of the most engaging shows. I literally could not stop watching every time an episode ended. I'm like, I just was flying through it because I'm like, where the fuck is this going? I don't understand what's happening. And then you watch the next episode and you're like, holy shit, I did not see that coming. And then you get to the second season and it's just, it just gets even more bizarre. Den- they introduced Dennis Quaid as a, as a character in, in season two, just a really unique show. S- season two gets a little bit more graphic than season one. So if you're not kind of into that stuff, maybe it's not the show for you. But uh, I mean, if you like, if you like suspense, thriller, mystery, and the setting is terrific. I love shows or movies that take place within an isolated area where the people can't get away and everybody knows everybody so that if something happens, everybody knows about it. So it's not just like the police investigating what happened. It's like the guys that like run the boats along the coast. They're like, holy shit. And every, you know, everybody walks around with rifles because there's polar bears everywhere. So they have to walk around with rifles. They, they can't leave their house without being armed because there's polar bears everywhere they are. Really creative and unique show. So if that's kind of up your alley, definitely awesome. Sweet, sweet. So Tom, me and you were both talking about this before we started. We're like, uh, did you see Coming to America? And I'm like, I did. And you're like, all right, well, that was going to be mine. So you can take it. So I did see Coming to America too. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything like that for those who haven't seen it. I will say this. I know how people are. Well, it didn't make me fall down laughing. They're going, fucking sucks. Waste of my two hours. Go fuck yourself. Do you know rear of a classic uh, hailstorm coming to America is? Cult status. Really? It is. But it's like nonstop. The whole movie can be quoted. Do you know how rare it would be to have another movie like that? I will tell you this. If you see it, nobody's going to watch it and be like, Oh, that was a fucking way. Unless you're an asshole. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I watched it with my daughter. It's It's got a good story again. If anything, there will be several times that you'll go, holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> and there'll be, and obviously I'm not saying anything that you wouldn't realize. The barber people steal the movie as oh, always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it and they're in it a kite a few times, surprisingly. Okay. It's a pretty good story, but you know, it's like those Eddie Murphy movies now where it's like more moral. It's not like Eddie Murphy doing trading places. Although there is a tip of the cap there, watch for it. There's things in the movie that it's just like, okay, it's a nice good story. There's some good cameos that you're like, holy fuck. 
and it's good for the next generation because uh, my daughter recognized some of the artists and the music being played and a lot more stuff. Almost everybody's back. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. So watch it. Enjoy it. It's a fun movie. Like, again, it's you might say, like, oh, I didn't really like it that much. And, uh, there's no way you'd say, I'd rather have not seen this movie. If you say that, then you're just a fucking miserable fuck. It's a fun movie. It's Eddie Murphy doing those characters again. I enjoyed it. I think you'll like it. I Maybe you don't love it. I don't give a fuck. I think you'll <laughs> like it. I can't wait to see it. I mean, the, yeah. and, and, and I'm going into it knowing what you said. It's not going to be the first one. And I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting a little bit more because I love the characters. And if you can give me some of that and make me laugh, I will take that and I will enjoy it. I'm not because you're right. I'm already seeing people on Twitter and Facebook. Fucking stupid. I laughed. I, I barely laughed. Like, like you said, then you're an asshole who has no sense of humor. Or and I've said, never yeah. mind. You're 20 years older. That too. So what was funny to you 20 years ago may not be funny to you today. Which means you're still an asshole. <laughs> but you can still watch. Oh, hell, you could be 30 years older, right? That was 30 years ago. Yeah, it was 80. Yeah, 30. It was 30. Yeah, they, 30 years. they make a 80. point about it. Yeah. Keep saying 30 yeah. years. It's been yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Um, you can still watch it with your family and have a good time and watch it and laugh. And be, and you will laugh at points in this movie. You will. But it's it's kind of a clever, well-written family type movie. It's not rated R type humor that we were, you know, that we're used to in Eddie Murphy shit back then. It Things have changed, but you'll I, enjoy I think, it. I think Sonny's preparing us for when he's like, eh, meh. He doesn't want us. He doesn't want us calling him a miserable fuck no, when he goes, no, no, eh, no. meh. But even I if enjoyed, it is meh, you'll still like it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed another forty-eight hours. I enjoyed Beverly yeah. Hills Cop two. I enjoyed Lethal Weapon two. Like, but the first movies, of course, they're iconic compared to the second, third, fourth. Dude, I, I enjoyed still enjoyed them though. I enjoyed so the, Beverly Hills Cop three. I, I like <laughs> four. Yeah, exactly. Wait, there's, so there's a fourth if it's one? a good franchise. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on what you're doing with it. So the big, the one that I compare to is like Slapshot Two. Oh God! With fucking like Stephen Baldwin <laughs> no, is now in it instead of Paul Newman, dude. I mean, not on. like Grease Two. Like we're not talking about like yeah. the bombs of the bomb. You're not taking dude. fucking uh, John Travolta and um, Olivia Newton-John in their primes and replace them with Ahmed Zed, whatever the fuck his name <laughs> yeah. is. Dude, Michelle Pfeiffer's in Greece too. Are you high? Have you seen that movie? Okay, she's hot. The but movie's she's not sucks. singing like yeah, the movie not, sucks. Just put it on mute. Yeah, but the music isn't the <laughs> like you know the fun music that you all know and love with right, the Living right. Newton John and stuff singing. But anyway, by the way, but, by the way how how dare you badmouth Adrian Zamed, the king of TJ Hooker and Bachelor Party? How dare Bachelor you? Party was awesome. Yeah, and he's taking a picture of the chick with the with her <laughs> yeah, son to big like, hits. And by the end of the movie, <laughs> by the end of the scenes, he's in there with her pointing out. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, we need God. a Bachelor Party too. That's what we need. No, we don't. I guess Tom that was Hanks. the hangover technically. Hanks now. can't do it. And you want another fucking movie with Tawny Katane's face in it now? Oh, no, 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 no. Dude, oh. speaking of Rocky Dennis. Rocky Dennis, she was looking rough. <laughs> oh, forget it. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, my God. And it, she got the Paul Stanley treatment. Put up a photo of like. Oh, looks like Wayne Wayne Newton fucking plastic <laughs> surgery. And she got the Paul Stanley treatment. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, my God. You look like you have an age. Oh, my God. I'm like, 
The fuck are you looking at that skeleton over there? What the fuck is that? That's a science project. That's not a human <laughs> being. Are you kidding me? And people are like, oh, so gorgeous. Yeah, that's why Paul keeps putting fucking those photos up because idiots go out there and go, oh, you're so handsome. And he's got oh. this fucking hairdo lying in bed and it looks like looks like the wicked witch of the east. <laughs> oh, god damn. Anyway, on that happy note. Sonny, I'm sure you're alive over there, and uh, we can find you in certain places. Where can we find you, brother? Yeah, easiest place is growinguprock.com. Um, we're coming up on our 200th episode. I haven't figured out what we're doing for 200 yet. But, God uh, damn! Yeah. Wow. And then uh, Podcast Rock City, all kids podcasts, just like you guys. But uh, all things are going well there, and we've got live streams every Sunday. So we're enjoying it there with uh, Mr. Casada there. Mr. Casada. Oh, Joey uh, so, Lynn <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Got things are going Joey. well. Awesome. Very cool. See you guys later. <laughs> hey, Tom, you want to talk about us too a little? <laughs> yeah, so uh, shout it out Loudcast if you're checking us out for the first time because of this this uh, bonus album review crew. We, we are an all-kiss podcast, and we drop our regular kiss-related episodes every Saturday. Uh, we just had one with uh, the great West Beach from the Plasmatics. And uh, once a month, we do these album review crews with uh, Sonny, where we each pick it. We go in a rotation. We do a group pick, and then we each go around and do an individual pick. Obviously, Hailstorm was Sonny's next month is Zeus. Uh, and you can find us on uh, our email is shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We're on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. You can find us wherever uh, you get your podcasts. So check us out. Uh, if you enjoyed the chaos of this show, this is pretty much every show. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And so for any new listeners that subscribed and wanted to hear us because of the hailstorm review, all negative uh, comments, please uh, point them to Sonny Pooney on this show. <laughs> He's the one that with all the bad comments and insults, not me. Anyway. <laughs> Please, emails are always our favorite on these album review crew episodes. Uh, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us DMs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, lastly, we always want to pump up our uh, Patreon account, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That is an app you can use and help us uh, continue the program. And you can also find it in the notes of each episode. And you can go to patreon.com to help us out. And finally, we get to the part where we all love, and that is famous last words, lyrics from this album. Okay, so this week I'll start off with mine first. You could say I am different. And maybe I'm a freak. But I know how to twist you to bring you to your knees. That's offensive. That's <laughs> twisting me. That sounds uh, interesting. Hmm. That sounds like he's going to break my boner. <laughs> Ow! All right. I tell myself that you're no good for me. I wish you well. Wish you well. But desire never leaves. I could fight this till the end. But maybe I don't want to win. 
Wow. It's the best song on the album, you two assholes. <laughs> That's my famous last word. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Drive so Through. Keep with the theme of this podcast. Uh oh. This is making me nervous. What's the theme he's, of this podcast? He's three horny guys. He's he's adjusting his microphone. I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't need your flowers. They'll just go to waste. I don't want your candy because I don't like the taste. <laughs> now, can we interpret that in the way that only shouted out loud cast can interpret? She's a spitter. <laughs> That's an offensive comment. I don't have to buy her flowers and candy. You took it somewhere else. Oh, okay. Okay. It's nice when Tom's the fucking perv of us, right? <laughs> well, I kind of I kind of figured I'd go out with a bang. It kind of like Costanza, go out with a high note. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, want to thank uh, Tom, Sonny, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, Hailstorm. Lizzie Hill, you can uh, hit me up on DM anytime you want. Two minutes. Two minutes. Guys, thank you, Zeus. As always, thank you, Sonny. Great pick. We always have a blast doing this. Lizzie Hale or anybody in the Hailstorm community, just no restraining orders, please. We say this all comes from a place of love. So if by chance you hear this, just know that we're three perverted men that love your music. Guys, thanks for the invite. I'm glad you enjoyed the album. And to go back to... uh one of the emails I think we got, since you're looking for a four-hour episode, the next 90 minutes will be Lizzie singing, give it all away, take it all away, so we can hit the four-hour mark. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> nice. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 